Hi, I'm Benjamin Light. And I am Marcus Marks. And this is Bros Watch PLL2. Today's episode, S6E9, Last Dance. Last Dance for the Pretty Little Liars. One more time to feel the pain. Um, This episode's amazing. This episode is written by Oliver Goldstick and Francesca Rollins, and directed by Janice Cook. Um, you know, I read an interesting little thing on Reddit about how the last episode had a lot of, it was kind of like a celebration of like liar tropes and we don't really think about it, but like, we're not going to see a lot of that stuff ever again because this episode is a prom episode, then the finale, and then they're, you know, time jumping it. Brave new world. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that this episode is certainly a celebration of this, of the show's tropes. It's also, this has been like such a, uh. Like a victory lap of like self-referential themes and storytelling. Um, this episode, just another example of it. This is uh, Janice Cook's like her third episode of PLL that she's directed. Uh, we open with just a bravura performance of writing and editing. Um, hey, is, before uh, we get into that, I don't know if you want to talk about this or not. Do you want to talk about the Lorenzo thing? Uh, I feel like we should do it at the end because this could be a okay. long episode. That's true. Um, and in general. Oh, I just I feel like that that raccoon sticking his tongue tongue out image, that's that's really my feelings on the situation. But No, so you eventually deleted the stuff, right? Yeah, we can talk about it later. Okay. But yeah. We're opening up. This is a cool little kinda quick edited together, not quite montage, but we're gonna be cutting from, you know, liar and mom to liar and mom all over the place. Nicely written, nicely done. Thematically perfect with the episode itself. They're getting ready for school. This is the last time we're going to see them getting ready for school. Or whatever it is they do instead of going to school. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we don't see them in school. Presumably they're on their way. <laughs> Even Ari, I think. But So we start in Spencer's kitchen. It's daytime. Veronica's talking to Spencer. And she says, I'm sure they took your feelings into consideration. And yes, it sucks. But it came from up high. And Spencer's like, what? The police? And Veronica's like, the school board. Does the school board outrank the police or something? Like, it's like, oh, we're actual on high, the school board. Well, for for a family of privilege, <laughs> yes. Well, I guess the lawyers know how to deal with the, the, the cops, but the school board, it's like they had no power there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Spencer walks out of the frame and discuss. We're, then we go to Emily's dining room. As Emily walks into the frame, sits down, she's incredulous, and she's like, What? And Pam is there. The camera kind of spins around the table. She, Pam's there to tell how it is. And she says, they think your attendance could endanger the other student's safety. And from what I understand about the gallery situation, I don't completely disagree. Pam sets this empty glass down on the table I in front of Emily. i talk about Pam's hair for a bit. Like, yeah. It's definitely different from the rest of the episode here. Like, It's like this super long like shampoo commercial, like sun-kissed hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very noticeable. Like, I wonder, like, was she filming something else at the time or something? Like, I mean, it's not a wig. It's like, like her hair. Like Lavalantula or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I think it's Lavalantula. Whatever. The uh, sun is happy to be dancing through uh, Mia People's hair there. So then we cut to the Marin kitchen as Hannah is filling up a, an empty glass with OJ. And she's like, well, I do. They can't punish us. And she's like, it's not a punishment. And Hannah's like, really? Being disinvited to your own prom. What would you call it as Hannah marches out of the frame? And we cut to Arya's living room where Ella's putting some shit into like a Arya's bag. And I was like, like packing Arya's book bag. Yeah. I was like a blessing. 
if Charles, A, whatever he calls himself, was bold enough to pull that stunt with the photos, he's not going to be scared to crash a school party. And then she walks the bag over to Arya, who's wearing a long leopard print, of course, coat. It's like a leopard print jacket. Just I mean, you know. pillbox hat. And she's like Jackie O of the jungle. Um, mm-hmm. Arya's like, well, then fill the bottle with police. It's a fairy tale theme. They can come as the village idiots. Correct. Ella is wearing like a black Hawaiian shirt with flowers on it. My immediate thought was that this seems like an Arya shirt a little bit. Nah, that seems more like Ella-ish to me. It's not. It's not like completely crazy. There's no skulls. Uh, yeah, take that, police. You're the village <laughs> idiots. Uh, and Ella says you can still celebrate that night in a quiet, more intimate way. Veronica offered. Veronica is offered to host a small gathering in the backyard barn. She hands Arya her civics book, and Arya's just like, you're kidding me. Ella is like, she doesn't want to make eye contact as she offers this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so and this then, uh, very cool cut as we like, we follow this civics book, and it like cuts from Arya's hand to Spencer's hand, shoving it into her book bag. Mm-hmm. And we pan over to Veronica here. Spencer's like, seriously? And Veronica's like, why not? Spencer says, because it's filled with Melissa's stuff. How is that a banquet hall? She's like, yeah, fuck Melissa. I I wanted Spencer to say that place still smells like egg, mm-hmm. but Veronica, as we pointed out, starts this episode off in one hundred percent. Look at all the fucks I could give mode, and yeah. only gets better. She's just like you can roll up a rug. Uh, <laughs> all these shots have really great movement in them. The camera's kind of moving all over the place, like turn into the left, turn to the right. Yeah. Feels very just kind of like well, action packed. I feel like you you see the same kind of thing, and I know like. I want to say it was like Songs of Innocence or Songs of Experience. One of those two ended with a very similar montage, but it wasn't as packed with like dialogue and story. It was just kind of winding down the mood of the episode. Yeah, which, that was a much kind of uh, but yeah, this slower one pace. is definitely like bodies in motion. Uh, so then we open up a shot from inside Spencer's fridge, or as she opens it up, and she's like, "And what? Take our prom picture on top of the washer and dryer?" And Spencer <laughs> grabs something and shuts the door. She's really underselling this barn. I mean, we're going to see it later. It looks perfectly fine. It looks I was, like a pretty cool pad. I have been dying to see the inside of this barn for years. We've kind of seen the inside of it in the past. just not yeah. like totally. Yeah, yeah. But this, yeah. Is the, this is the barn that Spencer turned from a barn into like an apartment that she was going to live in until mm-hmm. Melissa and Renna served it. Yeah, until they ruined it. So Spencer shuts the fridge, and then we cut to Ashley Marin opening her fridge with Hannah behind her. And Ashley's getting a grapefruit out. And she says, Hannah, you don't have a choice. If the school board doesn't want you at prom or commencement, Hannah's like, commencement? Wait, we were barred from that too? So now we're not going to graduate? And this is where I just have to say, Hannah Marin graduates. Hannah Marin graduates. The camera just passed. We're back at Emily's house at the table. Pam is explaining all this to the distraught Emily. She's like, you will graduate. You just won't be walking across the stage to get a diploma. You'll be, Emily's like, walking to the mailbox. Unbelievable. Pam's like, I'm sorry, and let me see. Emily put her head down in her hands. And then cut to Spencer, theory, with <laughs> holding her head in her hands. Uh, and she says, no, I'm sorry. I spent the last two weeks writing that stupid valedictorian speech that I didn't even want to give in the first place. Veronica's like, honey, the circumstances have changed since you started that speech. Also, you're not actually the valedictorian. Yeah. Uh, and Spencer says, I know. It went from a pity toss to a humiliation hurl. And we see her face, like, up close. Her eyes are wet. Like, she's definitely, you know, had some tears welling. Mm-hmm. Not not a fun time for poor Spencer. And Veronica says, please, stop focusing on what you don't have and focus on the fact that you're here and you have four dear friends to celebrate with. 
Which, you know, point. I mean, I think I'd take the Liar Squad over a fucking graduation ceremony. Those are always awful. Yeah. I mean, there's seriously nothing fun about graduation. You just sit there in the hot sun. It takes forever. You're just, like, waiting for people to walk. Oh, it's so boring. Also, as the graduee, like, you're managing other people's expectations. Yeah, you're, you're, it's like a wedding. You're just there for other people. Uh, and Spencer says that barn is not big enough for us, our dates, and our poofy dresses. And you got to give props for Troyan to props to Troyan for saying poofy dresses like as angrily as he possibly can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she really owns the word poofy. Yeah, and Veronica's like, you'll open a window. Uh, she, she, like, she's like, I, I don't care about my daughter's feelings. We don't. We always harp on there. People in general harp on like the Mariska Hargitay like <laughs> resemblance. Nobody talks about Leslie Ferris like. Excellent comedic, especially deadpan timing. Mm-hmm. Well, you see where Spencer gets it. Yeah, exactly. Well, there's times when she's definitely Peter's daughter, and there's times when mm-hmm. she's absolutely like Veronica's. So then we cut, of course, where it always goes to the pedo brew. So they yeah. already had like breakfast or whatever. Now they're having their like morning coffee before school or whatever they do to like. Do they get up at like 4 a.m. or something? Like, I, I just want to know when their alarms are set for. I know we've had this conversation times about the world that exists before mm-hmm. school starts. So the liars are all there, including Allison. I mean, talk about theory. You have Allison, uh, Spencer, and Arya sitting on one side, facing off of Emily and Hannah. Uh, and then, because now we, no one appreciated online that we actually have a clip of this now. Emily says, that's what she said? <laughs> Spencer says, oh no, there is more. She said something about hanging twinkly lights on Melissa's shower curtain. But by that time, I was already halfway up the stairs. The Spencer knows she's being a brat, basically. An interesting, like, new use of the space, kind of an established shot, like, panning over the liars where they're sitting, like, right just inside the brew, but, like... Well, they're not in their usual nook. They're in, like, no. another area, yeah. But they're, like, they're, like, the camera's, like, behind the counter, like, we kind of float past the cash register. It's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, finding, finding new ways to film this brew. I mean, we we were in this set. It definitely does have this weird quality to it where, like, there's all these kind of different like little segments and places. There's like, you know, that kind of like wall with a window in it that's like inside the brew. So there you can still be like looking through a window in the brew to another section of the brew. As as we'll see in this episode. But yeah, it's a very small. I mean, as they all are, it's a very small set. And so. But it's I like think, built to have like a ton of different angles you could use in it. Yeah. Right. And I think I think the other half of it from where they are here. I've always been impressed with the show, the way they managed to open that up and like make it look more spacious. But so anyways, Arya says, I guess it could be worse. And Hannah's like, really? How? And Arya's like, I'm thinking. Yeah, they all stare into space. I mean, it's like, uh, you could be back in the dollhouse. I don't know. Maybe that would be worse. I don't know why, but when we watched this, we were both like, hey, the song playing in the brew has been in a previous episode. Oh, no, I'll, I'll get to that in a bit. Okay. Uh, so... Now, of time, of course, it's the time for Emily to check on Allie here. And mm-hmm. she says, Allie, are you okay? Allie looks up like she just hasn't even been paying attention and could give a shit. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, I'm fine. Even if we went to a real prom, you know, who would hang out with us besides each other? Mm-hmm. Um, which is an interesting comment. We got a lot of feedback on our website page about people and what they thought of Allie's character arc this season and whatnot. Um, to kind of uh, reduce and summarize it, I think. Basically, you'd say, like, the idea is that the trial and the incarceration, like, really did get to Allie, and she's kind of really sensitive now about how people see her. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she's trying really hard to, like, appear like a good person. Um, she's she's dragging the burden of her own legend around 
with her yeah. while possibly not knowing who she is anyway. Mm-hmm. And I think you can see that here with her. She's kind of acknowledging that like she has no other friends. You know, it's like, why would she even want to go to prom? But also, I think poor Allison, as we learned when she first came back in season five, like the liars had moved on, you know, as much as they were denied their high school experience. They do have something more resembling that teenage experience that Allison ever had. Mm-hmm. And so I think at times she really wants to lump herself in with this group just to be, just to feel like a human being. Yeah. And Hannah says, you know, that's true. Everyone just stared at us like we were in a fishbowl. Ari says, and we wouldn't be safe. We already know that Charles has some twisted thing for formals. We've already been to one psycho prom that he hosted. Uh, and yeah, in the background, the song is that You Terrible Thing song which uh to play or not to play oh it's by uh ag and brad gordon yeah there you go sure um so we heard this song way back at the end of episode 522 this was the song that was playing when hannah got arrested and walked by ali's jail cell a holy terrible thing um interesting way to it's kind of connecting that like kind of shame that ali and hannah felt Mm -hmm. um to how they're feeling right now and people's perceptions of them you know, they're both talking about, you know, they don't really have any other friends. People will just be staring at them at the prom. I have to think that's at least somewhat intentional if they brought but that song back. Also, right where we just left off in our recapping, it also links Allison to Charles again. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, as it is, I mean, you know, it's like, I understand some people's frustrations with sympathizing with Allison's, like, desire to connect with the brother she never knew she had. Because obviously, like somebody bonked her over the head, et cetera, et cetera. But it's like, to a certain extent, it's like he's notorious and possibly misunderstood and lonely. And and just Allison. like Allison, yeah. Yeah, she connects with that. But yeah, if, so. If people thought that she was actually a murderer, then maybe they're wrong about him too. Yeah. So Arya says her psycho prom line. Uh, then she kind of realizes how those words might be affecting Allison. So she looks it over. And even Spencer gives her a look like, nice jerk. <laughs> So Emily yeah. changes the subject. Yeah, Emily says, have you spoken to Clark? And Ari says, no, I left him like five messages. Spencer says, did you mention who we saw him meet up with? And Ari says, you didn't give me a name. And says, what about Charles? And Spencer says, he goes by Reese. <laughs> and Hannah does this kind of like little head tilt, just like, really, bitch? Oh, it's 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 like it's understated, Hannah. It's, it's a mm-hmm. great work by Ashley Benson because it's just kind of like, sure, he does. Mm-hmm. And then Lorenzo walks in. He's got a leather jacket on. He's in his civvies. And there's a nice shot of Allie, Spencer, and Arya all on the couch just, like, looking over at him. Allie looks kind of nervous. Spencer and Arya just look annoyed. They're just like, Lorenzo, we saw your Instagram. Tacky bro. Real douchey. I think, uh, I think, I want to say it was Heather on uh, Twitter was just like, uh, you can't sit with us. Yeah, so he looks over at them and then just kind of like blows them off and goes to the counter. And Allie seems very anxious. And Emily says, don't sweat it, Allie. He'll forgive you. Okay, if it were his brother on the suspect board, he would have done the same thing. And Allie's like, I got to go to the bathroom. I just shit my pants. And she sets her coffee down. She gets up with their phone. The rest of the liars are just all making these kind of like, you know, uncomfortable faces as you terrible thing, you terrible thing keeps playing over on the soundtrack. And on the way to the bathroom, Allie's phone beeps. It's a text from Charles. It says, better be at prom. It's our last chance to dance. Come alone. XO, Charles. Charles. I believe that's the first time they've signed it, Charles. Yeah. I think so. She looks back at the ladder. She's very worried, but she says nothing. 
Uh, her nails, I notice, are gold-tipped with black edges. Same color scheme as the Growly Solar Villain from Superman 4. I um, think that they're just gold with black tips, I think would be a better way to put it. Either way. Yeah, so I also have her friends who seem oblivious, and she kind of bounces out of the frame. And then we get the credits. <sighs> After the credits, Arya is still at the brew. She's on the phone with Clark's voicemail as Ezra just, like, skulks in the background. I think he's supposed to be bringing her coffee. I think that's his excuse for eavesdropping yeah. here, which yeah. I just have to wonder, like, is he always like whenever she's there, is he camped out by the uh, like the barista machine or whatever? Just being like, no, 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 I'll take that over. <laughs> I see yeah. him like pushing a barista out of the way, mm-hmm. like as they're mid order. Yeah. Oh, that's for Arya. Yeah, I'll take it over. Yeah, that, that girl over there with the hair. Yeah, I'll, I'll got it. Uh, so Arya is saying, could you call me? I don't know if, if you went out of town or if your phone is not working, but I really need to talk to you, Clark. Call me. And Ezra's just like, he, he's frowny face, you know. He's straight up eavesdropping. He doesn't like what he hears. He doesn't like that Arya's like talking to this dude. He's got some coffee and some condescension. Mm-hmm. So shouldn't the police be leaving those messages and not you? Arya, if, if you're, you and your friends think this guy is in any way connected to Charles... And Ari says, I thought a lot of my friends were connected, Meta. including you, asshole. Meta. Mm-hmm. Uh, she says, well, just look at what happened with Andrew Campbell. He can barely say my name without spitting. <laughs> and then Ella walks in. Ella's got a big old grin on her face. And Ari's like, Mom, what are you doing here? <laughs> Ella says, have you checked your emails? And Ari's like, no, I don't check that shit. Why? Uh, what am I banned from here, too? Aria, you are the exact demographic of the pedo brew <laughs> yeah they'd go out of business i think if the liars are banned yeah ezra's just like actually aria i didn't know how to tell you this but you're you're 86 get the fuck out i mean i assume the place just closed when they were in the dollhouse mm-hmm. well i mean they didn't have their number one employee emily there <laughs> like who will we schedule for the shift we'll then walk away after 10 minutes <laughs> It's like the best they ever ran, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Finally happy to it's work. Like, They're like, it's weird. We actually got more productive. It's addition by subtraction. Yeah, so Ella's like, the contest judges finally saw your work. You won first prize, Arya. And Arya's like, what does that mean? And, Ar- and Ella's like, it means that there's a cash prize and an internship waiting for you in L.A. And Ezra's like, well, congratulations. Also, who got you that camera? Me, this guy. And Ella's like, it starts on Monday after school ends. And Ezra's like, that's fantastic, right? Well, it's like, hey, Ezra. Fuck off. Well, just leave the coffee and go. Oh, I love this, this moment here. He might as well be a ghost, like, trying to comment on their lives, because they're not even paying attention to him. Well, see, I, I got that, but at the same time, like, because Ella, she's going to sit down in a second. With her sitting there and Ezra on the other side of Arya, doesn't it kind of seem like they're, like, the parents here? Yeah. Not a good look, bro. Uh, and Ella says, you know, well, honey, you know, we have to believe they're closer than you think. And Ari says, yeah, but what if they're not? I can't just go and hop on a plane. What about my friends? None of us can move on until this thing is over. And Ezra's like, Arya, have, have you been threatened by Charles since gallery? Ari says, no, but that doesn't mean he's retired. He's probably waiting for me at baggage claim. And Ella says, Arya, don't go there. Let's just try to live in the moment. There's the spinoff no one's <laughs> talking about. Living in the moment with Arya Montgomery. Yeah. Ari says, really? What moment? For all we know, Charles is in Spencer's barn right now installing a lethal disco ball, which is probably true. Uh, you know, she says, which would make sense. That's where this whole nightmare started. Also true. And Ella just kind of looks at her like, you know, how do I deal with this? And she says, you 
need a sandwich. Live in the moment, Arya. Have a Whoa, sandwich. That's what I wanted Ella to turn to Ezra and be like, hey, Garcon, get us a okay. fucking sandwich. Get my lady a sandwich. Mother of the year runner up right here. Live yeah. in the moment, getting a sandwich. Yeah. So she gets up to go order one for Arya. So it's time for Ezra to uh, keep doing his thing. He says, would it help if I were there? And Arya says, no, I mean, where? And Ezra says, at Spencer's, the, the barn prom. She does the eye narrow. Yeah, she says, I thought you said that. And he says, that, that was before, or I'm sorry, that was when I was going to be sharing a punch bowl with a bunch of former students. If you want me there, I will be there. Unless I have to dress up like a troll or something. I don't, do I? She just smiles. You know what, Arya? I'd make him fucking dress like a troll. This is your last chance. Isn't Ezra always dressed like a troll? Mm-hmm. Boom. Uh, yeah, it's a nice gesture of Ezra to be her pity date. <laughs> He's going to turn her barn prom into a father-daughter dance. Um, yeah, troll line. A little one that knows. But she smiles, I guess, a little bit comforted. Um, I really want Ella to be like, who runs the brew? It's such a shithole since Zach left the country. <laughs> yeah, then we're going to go to... Uh, Hannah is chilling up against Caleb's SUV. She's waiting also, for him. I'm sorry, can we just talk about the fact that Ella's like fiancé, who cheated on her before but and also hit on one of her daughter's teenage friends his place of business which might be hard for her to walk into is now owned by the older boyfriend of her daughter i think it just all rolls over her at this point uh probably uh yeah so hannah's yeah. by the car hannah's chilling at caleb's suv he walks out of some like i don't know it's like a pharmacy or what whatever his place is he's got some duct tape in his hand interestingly and Hannah says, so, why New York? Because uh, he's, like, loading up his hatch back trunk there. And he says, uh, my dad. Oh, I'm sorry. You want to no. do this? <clears throat> uh, my dad has some work there, so he thought it'd be cool. We spent a few days together. Well, can't you come home earlier so you don't miss prom? We're all missing it. You said we're just hanging out at Spencer's barn watching Molly Ringwald movies. We could do that any day. So. Don't knock 16 Candles, Caleb. So what do you think? 16 Candles, Breakfast Club. Do you think they're watching Pretty in Pink? Yeah. Oh, sad fun fact, Molly Ringwald. She actually turned down the lead roles in both Pretty Woman and Ghost. That hurts. Yeah. Six so and Candles, by the way, problematic. Yeah. Rewatch that now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Long. And yet, gone. I still think it's in some ways the best of the uh, the John Hughes movies. Interesting. Yeah. So Hannah hesitates for a moment. Yeah, Hannah says, yeah, you know what? You're right. It doesn't matter anyway. It's just a pity prom. And he goes around to the passenger door. And so as, as soon as he goes around, she immediately checks his bag in the in the back there. And there's like this big old like industrial strength laptop in it. It's like a tough book. Uh, she's very annoyed. She puts it back away right as he comes back around. And you can tell she's pissed at him. Uh, even like it's like they they've been dating long enough that he just knows now. And he's like, what? What's wrong? She's just like nothing. And he does his version of the the Aria Ainero. Mm -hmm. She's like, "Why are you bringing an industrial strength laptop with you?" And then Caleb again channeling Aria lies about as badly as she does. Oh, uh, my dad wanted me to bring it. He's uh, slowly morphing into a techno geek. One of his clients wanted to build a cabinet for all his uh, electronic toys. And she's she like stares. Her off face like, is just like, uh, what bullshit. Well, like I I feel like she doesn't want to see the. Doesn't want to look at the face that's clearly lying to her. Mm -hmm. And he's like, hey, what do you want from New York? And Hannah's like, you could have at least had the decency to say just it was it was complicated and yeah. moved on. The truth, Caleb. How about that? 
Yeah. Uh, and then we're going to cut to everybody's favorite PLL character. It's Shower <laughs> Harvey. Shit pause for applause. <laughs> and then like, Poochie went back to their home planet. Yeah. Shower has a uh, some sort of weird red shirt with like print shirt with like a strange like popped collar black vest over it. It's a weird look. Uh, Emily's I think she's like putting her bike on a bike rack because this is like you know it's going to be taken to Claire's house I guess that I guess that's what's going on here I don't know yeah Uh, are there two bikes no there's just the one okay and Emily says nothing honestly at least tell at least let me get you a new helmet will you stop will you let me do something (laughs) will you let you will you go to prom with me thud (laughs) yeah Emily flashes this big old smile, and and uh, Sarah Harvey is just like, "Oh shit!" And Emily's like, "Sorry, that's not how I wanted to ask you. I did want to ask you, but if uh, if you think it's weird," and she just like keeps going on as Emily. Sarah's just like staring at her, making well, Sarah, it weirder. Like, kind of chuckles, like, "Yeah, it's a little weird." And Emily says, "Yeah, it's weird. I get it. Promise so much pressure, but this one's different. It's just us and." Emily, my old school has their prom the same night, and I told Claire and some of my... You shouldn't have to choose. We'll just do something special together another time. And they both kind of nod, and Sarah smiles and walks over, and Emily goes back to her bike rack, and Sarah puts a hand on top of Emily's hand to kind of let her know that, like, hey, still into it, you know, don't, don't, don't read that completely wrong. I, Where does Sarah Harvey get her like weird accessories that she's wearing? Like, is she borrowing those from Emily? That like weird I, Longhorn necklace? <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of her fashion is from Emily's ginormous closet in the attic mm-hmm. that only gets worn one time. The Sarah relationship is only interesting to me in the sense that, like, once Emily came out, she seemed to have her shit pretty much together, other than mm-hmm. like when A was trying to ruin her life or her family. And it was like, you know, like you had like Paige who was always on like the the back burner of Emily really you know and it's like or even Talia was on the back burner of Emily and it's like Sarah's the one where like Emily doesn't look as confident you know no she she does not have hand in this relationship I think and, is what you'd say and the sad thing is that neither does Sarah really <laughs> I really don't I don't even have arms in this relationship um so outside the police station speaking of great relationship all Toblerone yeah, getting out of his gold truck. He's in his civvies, but he's got like a duffel bag and his police hat. I think you're saying you really wanted him like when he opens his door, like hit the cop car next to him <laughs> and him to be like, damn it. Not again. Yeah. So he's about to walk up to the police station. But then Spencer comes like running around the corner yelling at him. Spencer, by the way, uh, crimson sweater and black pants. She is wearing the A colors this time. Mm-hmm. She's just like, Toby, wait. What are you doing here? I just got your message, okay? They can't suspend you. This is all my fault. Spencer. The way he says it is like a gift to us. <laughs> I did my best to uh, communicate. Like, like, Yeah, like Ralph crammed and Toby. And so Spencer's like, just let me talk to Tanner. She needs to know that I said she's in arcade, that the candy was meant for me. You had no idea what was in it. Stop. You didn't make me go there. That was my choice. Yeah, but Lorenzo would have never gotten hurt if you weren't stoned. And you would have never been stoned if I had made just how messed up I was when I came out of this place. I'm sure that advisory board is like, oh, well, thank you for telling us this. Uh, and you're free to go, Toby. And he's just like, wow, really? I am. And they're like, yeah, don't come back. You're shit canned, asshole. 
<laughs> then they're like, you, Hastings, you want the job? Yeah. Or yeah. imagine it goes like this. Toby, like, he does his advisory board thing. He's like, I think I deserve some recognition from this board. <laughs> and Toby says, look, what happened, happened. Maybe it was for the best. And she's like, how? And I think for a minute, maybe she's hoping, assuming that he's just going to leave the cops. I mean, let's be real, Spence. I'm a really shitty cop. <laughs> I should probably not be allowed to carry a gun or steal oxygen from the other humans. Because <laughs> that amazing. freak knows we're closing in on him and the police are going to catch him whether I'm on the force or not. Doubles down. Yeah, just then, Lorenzo comes out the front door of the police HQ. He and Toby, like, bro not each other. Mm -hmm. hey, Lorenzo's kind of looking at Spencer like, well, what the fuck's this? Yeah. And Toby's just like, how long? And yeah, Lorenzo says, indefinitely, there's an investigation in the hearing. So it's just like, let me say something. Please, and Lorenzo straight up sneers at her. His the look on his face is like, "Bitch, are you for real?" Like, like he that. looks at her like she just walked through a mile of shit to get there, yeah. and he smells it. And he says, "They're not interested in anything you have to say." And Toby's just like, "Whoa, chill, bro." He kind of like holds his hand out. Did you see? Yeah, this very subtle hand mm -hmm. acting. Yeah, and Lorenzo just sighs and walks off. And Toby says, "I gotta go. I'm expected in there. I'll, I'm gonna call you later." He heads inside. Spencer's still very worried. Honestly, Spencer, like, you should be hoping he gets fired. You you guys were doing much better when he was the carpenter. I think, here's the thing. From Spencer's perspective, it'll be much easier to placate Toblerone after he's been fired from the police force than it would be for her to, like, endlessly have to deal with his, like, tantrums mm -hmm. about... Spencer, you're breaking the law again. Whoa, you know, I mean, come on, Toby. You sound like a broken record. Yeah, so we're going to cut to the Marin kitchen later on. Emily's there talking to Hannah, trying to calm Hannah down. And she says, wait, before you call his dad, why don't you just talk to Caleb directly? And Hannah says, there is no directly. He's not answering his phone. I'm calling his dad. So she starts dialing. Uh, just then, Ashley starts to walk into the kitchen. Ashley, by the way, she's in a uh, sleeveless crimson top with like a black shirt underneath. She's also in A colors. Mm -hmm. uh, so Hannah is going to take out, take off. She goes out to the veranda to make her call. And Ashley's just watching, a little concerned. And Emily knows she has a, a necklace in her hands. And Emily says, what's that? And Ashley says, it's a necklace my grandmother gave me. I wore it to my prom. I thought maybe Hannah would want to wear it too. And She's very bubbly. I feel like there's a little bit of a maybe reliving your high school days through your daughter type of thing going on here. Yeah, just also, you know, mother-daughter yeah. pride. Yeah, and thinking about prom, you know. And yeah. Emily says she's probably wearing sweats. <laughs> she's like, what? Why? You all about beautiful dresses. And he says, yeah, and those dresses are now going to be our, our dates. No one wants to put on a ball gown and get splinters in their butt. Hmm. she's like it's not that kind of a barn like they're seriously treating melissa's barn like it's this rustic shit house like, <laughs> fuck your barn melissa like they're gonna walk in and be like where's the bathroom and spencer's like mm -hmm. anywhere you want <laughs> yeah, here's a bucket and Emily says it's that kind of prom and mrs Marin, her smile fades and she says why isn't caleb coming and he says um caleb's in new york yep everyone's kind of scattered ashley sighs she says emily you all have been robbed of so much already. Senior prom only comes around once. Downsized or not, dates or no dates, you guys should put on those dresses and dance and feel beautiful. And Emily kind of nods reluctantly and as she says, well, I guess I'll have to give this to her another time. 
Um, does it seem like, like maybe it's nothing, but she like really wants Ashley to go to this prom. I don't know. Ashley, or I'm sorry, it really wants uh, Hannah to go to this prom. Ashley seems a little sketchy in this episode. Oh, uh, no, I think she just wants her daughter to have something normal. Sure. And this is the only option she can think of. Or she really wants all the liars to dress up and go to prom. Or she's she Black just, Widow. She just senses that there's maximum wine opportunities here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she actually already had the party planned with the moms. She's yeah. like, no, seriously, you guys are going to the fucking prom. Yeah. So Hannah comes back in. Hannah, and they, you're my DD. You have to be there. Mm-hmm. It's like, you were my DD. Oh, and they both glare at each other. <laughs> Uh, Hannah comes back in. She says, what's going on? Hannah says, Caleb's not going to New York. He packed that Rambo laptop because he's going to hunt A down himself. Emily says, okay, you don't know that he is. And Hannah says, what else would it be, Emily? That's why he's been AWOL. And now he's got all vigilante and he still doesn't think he's going to get himself killed. And she just like rolls her eyes and starts dialing her phone. And Emily just seems very nervous. We can hear the, the line ringing on her phone. And Hannah's just like, answer your phone, damn it. And she's just very worried. And then, interestingly enough, we cut from that to Allison's living room where her phone is chilling on the table, now ringing. Um, I'm astonished at the amount of times that Allison leaves her phone unattended somewhere, especially well, at I mean, home. They all do. But also, you're usually the guy who points this out. Maybe you have before. Does Allison have a much older iOS than the other girls? No, that's iOS 5. That's a, it's like a, that's an iPhone 4S is what it looks like to me. Okay, I thought Aria had like a more up-to-date one. No, I think they've been pretty good about keeping them pre-iOS 7. Okay. So, yes, yeah, Allison gets, like, a blocked ID call. She comes in the room, answers it. She's like, hello. Silence. And she senses, Charles, is that you? I can't go to that school prom. I'm not going to be there. Please, Charles, talk to me. And then call disconnect here. Twig snap. Through the window behind her, we see someone in a black hoodie, like, running past. Dramatic music. Allison, like, kind of heads over to, to check it out. This is a little more moody and theatrical than we're used to from A, honestly. Also, nice job, Rosewood Cops. Really keeping an eye on things. Yeah, yeah. Because they're parked right in front of her front door. She's safe. Did you notice that, like, right next to the window, there's all those, like, what are those, like, decanters of, like, cognac or whatever those are? Yeah, well, that's where Kenneth's bar is. I gotta get myself one of those. Like, what... I assume that, like, eventually when those empty out, you just, like, go get, like, the name brand whatever and refill it. I mean, that's how that works, right? Yeah, I think so. But, like, mm-hmm. remember when they made Kenneth tell them about Charles? It was mm-hmm. because they blocked that bar. <laughs> no mini bar for you, Kenneth. <laughs> so after the commercial, words at the brew. It's the next day. Spencer's in the liar's nook. Uh, Lorenzo, ah, excuse me. Lorenzo walks into the back door. Spencer waves at him with her phone, I guess, indicating that she called him, called this meeting. He comes around to where she is. For half a second, as he's coming around the wall, we see her... her facade drop as she's like summoning the strength to deal with this. Oh yeah, it's like she had this nice smile on and then she turns around and it's just like, uh. Um, By the way, she's wearing braille overalls. No, this is like a dress. This sure. is a, this is like a, a black dress with like little white dots on it all over it, over like a, a wife beater. Like a white wife beater. It's an interesting look. It's a braille dress. Lorenzo's is like, hi. She's like, hi. He says, sorry I'm late. My, my physical therapist is a talker. It's hard not to watch this asshole of a character yeah. without the filter of the recent. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's hard not to, to think about that. But yeah, his physical therapist is a talker. I guess she talked his sling right off of his arm. Because yeah. his, his arm is all healed now. The island healed him. Yeah, it's not, not a bad physical therapist. Let her mm-hmm. talk. 
Spence laughs and she says, uh, um, can I get you a coffee or, and he's like, no, I'm good. What's this about? Spencer says, well, how's your arm? And he's like, still attached. Like, hey, don't get short with Spencer, mister. And she's like, are you still in a lot of pain? He says, Spencer, you didn't call me here for a medical update. And you don't have to apologize again. It's like, I again? Wanted- again? There wasn't a first time, buddy. I wanted her to, like, refer him to Sabrina for some edibles for the pain. Mm-hmm. Have you tried her gummy bears? <laughs> Toby liked them. <laughs> Ooh, that would just be the sickest of burns. <laughs> she says, it's not about me. It's about Allison. Look, I understand why you're angry. Okay, stealing that key card was stupid, and it was impulsive, and it put you in a really terrible position. But she just didn't think it through. Allison's not a bad person, you guys. She's just too romantic for her own good and doesn't think things through. Yeah. And Lorenzo says, you sure about that? Because ever since it got to Rosewood, all I've heard about Allison is how she's a master planner and manipulator. Spencer says, yeah, but you didn't believe that. You gave her a chance. He's like, give her more than that. And look look where we are. So they sit. Spencer, she's playing it cool. She's not about to be, like, lawyered by this pig. Well, this dynamic is annoying because Lorenzo's a tool, but if we're coming at it from Allie's side, like, we don't want Allie to feel shitty. So we want this dude to kind of bury the hatchet with her, even though she deserves better. Like, like Allie, it's like she shouldn't need to find validation in a love interest. No. Yeah. Well, I think think all the characters... Not just the hopeful police and parents <laughs> sense that an ending is upon them, that this is the end of an era. So even Spencer, like she doesn't the end want of a half season. Yeah, yeah, she doesn't want you know Finn to show up on the uh, end credits there without Allison having a happy ever after. And so she, she's like, "Look, Lorenzo," um, and she kind of sits down. It's like she's trying to stay chill with this jerk. She says, "I know how you feel. I mean, I have been used and abused by that girl more times than I can possibly count." I really love that line. It rings so true. There's like a weight of years behind it. Mm -hmm. Uh, She says, but she has changed. She's been through so much and she's desperate. I know that she needs you. It's like, you know what? You know what she needs is to hear this from you, Spencer, not from him. Yeah. And he shakes his head. He's all bitter. And he's like, no, I think she got what she needed. Spencer says, I think you're wrong. Allison never had anyone like you in her whole life. Somebody who saw her something in her that was vulnerable and genuine. He says, I did, but don't need more. But since she's not going to strong arm this, though. No. She's going to win, but she's not going to do it, like, forcefully. No, she says, and there's really no way you could ever forgive her. And he's just very wounded Lorenzo here. He's just like, not yet. He gets up to leave, and she stands. She says, okay, okay, look, um, if you change your mind, we're having a prom at in the barn behind my house tonight. Maybe you could surprise her. Maybe you could surprise yourself. And he just glares and like takes off. It's like, well, at least you feel better about yourself, Spencer. Yeah. Give it a shot. Mm-hmm. And now it begins. Now it's hashtag PLL Mom's time. The spinoff you didn't know you needed so fucking bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're in the Hastings kitchen. There's Veronica and Ashley by the giant metal fridge pulling out some trays of food. Ashley says, wow, ha ha. Is that all seafood? It looks delicious. It really does. Uh, and she takes this. It's like a big platter from Veronica. She takes it over to the island there. And we see Ella's there. And Ella says, do you want me to run it out to the girls? Veronica's like, oh, God, no. This is for us. They're having nachos. <laughs> Veronica's like, those bitches get nachos. We get all this like fancy spread and wine. 
I really wanted like to see the uh remember when they had the caterer that Peter brought mm-hmm. the caterer <laughs> yeah. to make up the Veronica? I wanted that chick just to be like in a corner chopping shit, listening to this. Mm-hmm. It's like chopping vegetables or something. <laughs> Trying not to like listen to how raunchy these chicks are. But so, yeah, this is this is a spread here. There's like just fancy, like I don't know, there's like pot stickers maybe or dumplings or and there's like wine glasses out. Those are some gigantic fucking wine glasses too. This is this is the volume by which like the hors d'oeuvres become a meal, mm-hmm. especially when you when you drown them in Cabernet. Yeah, they have a lot of hors d'oeuvres. Yeah. So Ella says, "Did Spencer give you a hard time about having us here?" I know Ari was not thrilled that I was going to be thirty feet from her prom. <laughs> Veronica says, "You were closer to her when you were her English teacher." Which Ella just like kind of like points in her direction, like that's true. I, but I kind of felt like, is that like a dig? I mean, it feels sassy. I don't think it's a dig at Ella. I think it's a dig at Arya, maybe. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Somewhere Arya's ears just burned. She's like, what? Remember. The fuck you say to me? For one dollar, Veronica became Arya's lawyer. Yeah. That privileged conversation sound. Then we hear like this rumble. And uh, they kind of turn here and Ella's just like, what was that? Is that thunder or music? And Ashley's like, that was probably Hannah parking. <laughs> My daughter can't drive. And then Pam comes in the front door. She's got another tray of uh, looks like some dessert foods or something. Oh, shit. It's going down. Pam's in the house. PLO mom time. We got all the liar moms are here. Uh, uh, is this a first? Were they at the fashion show together? All of them? No, I don't believe. I, I believe they were all in the same episode in 602. But I believe this is the first time they've all been in the same scene together. No, Could what about... Was it start of season two when the liars were all forbid? Uh, oh, the, yeah, they might have been in a scene together there. I'd, I'd have to check, but they might have all been there. This feels like epic. This is like the serious well, drunken mom summit. I I knew that they all had scenes together in this episode because of like some interviews that the actresses did. Mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting it to be this good. Like I thought it, they were going to have like one scene and it was going to be like, hey, that was a fun peel on mom scene. But oh, no. They have a whole plot. It's like oh, backdoor yeah. pilot for the Real Housewives of Rosewood here. Seriously, and when when Holly Marie Combs tweeted last week that like like her absolute favorite is like thing or whatever happened this episode, I was like, what could the what kind of hijinks could the mom really get up to? Mm-hmm. And it's find so out. much better than you would have thought. Pam's like, sorry, I wasn't expecting to know both the cops out front. Hell <laughs> says, did you get us any insider info? Are they any closer to finding him? Pan says, I'm afraid that would take more than a pecan sandy. Besides, those aren't no, these aren't high ranking officers, so they wouldn't know anything. <laughs> Basically like, oh, those guys don't rank for shit. They yeah. don't know anything. And she says, Well, as long as they stay awake for the next three hours, I am just grateful they're out there. Probably that is a low bar to set for the Rosewood PD. Well, I don't know if it can get much lower. They're like, all we really want is for them to stay awake. Because I would point out when we talk about these poor cops who do get maybe slightly verbally maligned a little unjustly, but they I don't think it's unjust. They did hire Toby, right? And then after a few months, they were like, you know what we need is a fresh perspective. Mm -hmm. And then they hired Lorenzo. So, yeah, you're right. Maybe it's not unjust. Well, just in this episode, we're going to see what happens in the Hastings and Laurentis yard. These cops apparently missed i don't know what they're doing they're not watching anything they're talking about how their fan fiction begins with just these four women being in the same room together yeah veronica's like that's great but it's one o'clock yeah it would have been like a glass of cabernet that, like, oh. 
that really needs to be the new audio drop for the uh, Cabernet podcast. Just her really? saying, yeah. would anyone like a glass of Cabernet? So there's a little polite awkwardness from the other three moms. And Ella's like, uh, I, don't, I don't think so. Now. She's like, not tonight, which well, must have hurt. Pam's like, no, I'll, I'll pass. And then Veronica has this demented glee as she <laughs> checks in for party of one. And she's like, well, I'm not driving. MVP. So she starts like, pouring herself a giant ass glass of wine. I feel like the others, like they just, they didn't want to go first, you know. Well, they yeah, they get like a a, a comedic like little like musical riff, and I was like, you know, since it's open, and she's like, I'll have one, and Pam's like, me too, and then Veronica smiles like the Joker, like, <laughs> oh shit, you will. Well, yeah, because after she starts pouring herself a glass, Ella's just like Ella's staring at that glass that she's pouring and making these faces like. It's like I'm trying to, you know, trying to be cool, trying to be cool. You know, since it's open. She's staring at that glass like on a different kind of teen show. Some some pimply boy would be staring at cleavage. Yeah. And Pan's just like, I'll have, you know, me too. Uh, big old smile from Veronica. Oh, yeah, it's wine time. <laughs> we didn't know we wanted the drunk liar moms this badly until we got it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. so later. Allison's walking around Spencer's house, uh, the outside. She's in a yellow prom dress, of course. This is uh, basically like the the Belle from Beauty and the Beast type of dress. It's a yellow dress. It's very fancy. It has this kind of like gold, like the top part is all like gold lace over the yellow. Um, I mean, she looks amazing. She's passing by basically where I think Spencer tried to kill her with a shovel, mm -hmm. heading over to where her own mother was buried, where she said to the girls in the Halloween episode, did you miss me? Lightning strikes, thunder's rumbling. She looks back at the main house. She has this really funny, like, innocent smile as she looks back. Because Pam is watching through the window of the Hastings house. And Allie just, like, waves this, like, very innocent, like, hey. Um, serious eyeliner going on, too. Like, her, her eye makeup is uh, on point. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely uh, accented. Uh, well, her so, hair is, like, a very, like, it's kind of like her shadow play look, it seems like. You know, the kind of the curls are back. Yeah, yeah, sculpted a little bit. So mm -hmm. there's Pam. They kind of share like a dorky wave. Uh, we see that somebody in a red cloak and a bizarro mask is watching Allison from the bushes. Once Veronica brings Pam her wine glass, Pam turns away. And seeing that she's no longer being watched, Allison just runs off into the woods. Yeah, great takes off. Great overhead shot as we look down like the, where the grass meets the trees. We see this girl like in a blur of yellow disappear into the green tree line and then a moment later like a red streak follows after her for some intense music i'm going to speculate that the i'm going to call this this character red cloak yeah because uh, it's not a red coat it is a cloak with a big hood uh this has got to be mona right i think this is mona um yeah. you know add in a freaky deaky mask and this is basically the red version of the white thing that cc wore yeah, so the Christmas episode. Yeah, it's like a weird animal mask of some kind, like gold mask. Um, meanwhile, Rosewood cops, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, they're they're, they're doing their own thing. They're playing on their iPhones. So, uh, trying to beat that Candy Crush level. So, uh, they were inside Spencer's barn for the first time, I think, really since the pilot. No, we went in there. Spencer went in there to when she found the. Uh, I think she found the mask in. Melissa's luggage, I think, was the last time we went I in thought there. That luggage bag was like in the great room. Maybe it was a different time. She went in there once when Melissa was in the shower. Hmm. I remember that. Um, but yeah, we're gonna cut to the barn. Uh somebody we were gonna find out is Ezra is holding up an iPhone to take a photo of the liars. They're doing their prom photo. 
So Ezra, you know, he's got to tap to focus somewhere. He taps on Hannah's boob. I don't know <laughs> if that's intentional, but Ezra's like, let me make sure I get Hannah's tits in focus. And he, Arya says, uh, you, you'll forward this to me, right? And he's like, yeah, don't talk. Just smile. And he takes uh, a photo. Meanwhile, the song I'm playing is just like, pretty, pretty, pretty. Um, the, uh, By the way, the same same uh, musicians as that uh, You AD, Terrible Thing. Yeah, they, they mm. used a lot of repeated like artists in this song, or in this episode. Uh, a lot of lining up the action on screen, ironically, with the song lyrics at times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, so there's the the liars prom dresses. They're based on Disney princess dresses. Sorry, that you have like Spencer is the Little Mermaid or maybe well, the girl from Brave. Let's run it down. Spencer's supposed to be Ariel because she's got like some seashells in her hair or something. Her dress is like a uh kind of dark like uh, blue green. It basically is. It's like a total gown. Like you'd wear this at the Oscars. Like other than like accessories, she looks like she's going to prom. Like it, hers, hers seems much more traditional than the others. I was say, it's the most normal, most conventional. It looks like so. something you'd wear at the Oscars. I mean, just you know, tall, yeah. tall drink of blue green water there. Yeah. Uh, Emily has this crazy black dress on. It's like a low, low cut neckline. And like there's like weird white stuff. On it, she also has like a black crown on. I guess she's supposed to be like the evil queen from Snow White. Uh, yeah. She also has like gigantic like diamond earring things on that are really weird. So is Arya. Arya has small earrings on compared to uh, Emily's. Em- Emily's are huge. Yeah. I mean, these girls have the ear strength of like twenty men. Yeah. Well, did you see that uh, Instagram Lucy Hale posted today? Uh, I don't. It's like that. ear party, and it had like you know all the like the <laughs> like five or six different earrings on her ear. Yeah, uh, Hannah is, I believe, she's supposed to be Rapunzel, which is weird because she has the shortest hair. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's got her hair like it's even pulled up in a little uh like Princess Leia, like uh Return of the Jedi like crown of of braids or whatever. Mm-hmm. Her dress is it's like gold lace on the top it's very cleavagey there's just like white gauzy you know bottom that it's like it's longer in the back than in the front to show off these like big white boots that she's wearing mm-hmm. and then aria is snow white uh she has the hair for it i guess kind of she's got yeah. the red bow in her hair she has a a sleeveless kind of like royal blue top on and then just like a i don't know just like a flower print dress with like a blue belt um it's a very Arya Snow White, I guess you could say. It's the one she found in the thrift store, right? I guess, yeah. But I, I like to think that they're actually the royal heads of states from warring nations of a far darker, more gonzo version of Game of Thrones. If you want to have fun while rewatching the scene, you gotta just like watch the like weird like hand poses that Troyan's doing as she like Oh, it's it's delightful seeing them be yeah. so cheesy and hamming it up. Yeah, but Emily's <laughs> clearly the Queen of Thrones and Arya is or the queen of uh, queen of uh, thorns, and Arya is obviously the lollipop princess of Sugar Skull Island. Uh, so as Ezra finishes, Arya calls him out, and she's like, "Oh no, you're not done. I want some of my phone." So uh, <laughs> Hannah breaks off from the group. Hannah's just like, "Fuck that! I've had enough." Yeah, goes over to Toby, who's hanging a mini disco ball. Toby finally got his balls back, and he's hanging them from the roof of Spencer's barn. So uh, you know, earlier we talked about a hold, uh, hanging up a lethal disco ball. Uh-huh. Does this mean Toby's a? Not even close. No. <laughs> and Hannah's just no, like, I'm not a, I'm incompetent. Hannah's like, Toby, can you just call someone at the station? Oh, sorry, lost my place in the notes here. 
also just ran out of beer. Uh-oh. Yeah. Bad times. Oh, so we should mention this barn. I think it's a new set. If we, you don't think it's like the uh, like Ezra's cabin or anything like that? It seems... I mean, well, who knows? But it's like, we, we you know, this is the first time... We saw it briefly before, but this is the first time we've really seen it. I'm going to predict that this is going to be Spencer's new pad after the time jump. Yeah, I wonder about that uh, when they come back to Rosewood. This is uh, Spencer's fuck barn. Yeah, so anyway, Toby says, Hannah, when I turned in my badge, I got frostbite. I can't call any favors right now. He's so disinterested in her concerns. And she's like, okay, if Caleb has some crazy plan and you know about it. I don't. Look at me when you say that. He's very sad till we face here. And he says, I don't know what Caleb is up to right now. I swear. She just gives me this intense stare. This just only frustrates Hannah more. Yeah. Uh, we should mention Toby and Ezra. They're in some kind of basic tuxes here. Nothing. It's not like fancy like penguin suits or anything. Just your basic suit. Yeah. Uh, so, to- uh, I should mention uh, Ezra's is darker. His is like a black tux. Toby's is gray. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Toby's is a very conventional like suit. There's even like a vest. Um, so outside in the Hastings porch, the four moms just enjoying their wine. Yeah, they're out on the porch where I think we saw the liars. This is where they were like hanging out at the end of five fourteen when Allie got fireworks. arrested. Fireworks. Yeah, when they thought it was over. Uh, it's basically where they saw the uh, a Christmas tree. In the Christmas mm-hmm. episode, um, it's where Spencer and Ren like flirted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the liar moms—they've all got their huge glasses of wine with them. God, those I, things are big. The visual like thing I would have done if I was directing this is every scene I would have made <laughs> the just glasses get a little bit bigger. Yeah, just a little bit bigger. Yeah, Veronica also brought the bottle. Good girl. <laughs> and Ashley's just like, how did he keep this a secret for so long? Ella says, not just him, both of them. I mean, she was visiting him and letting Kenneth believe that their son was dead. And Ella sounds like she's had a bit too much already. Yeah, Ella is fucking hammer drunk. Oh, yeah. And Pam says, I could never keep something like that from my husband. Oh, Pam, just imagine what he's keeping from you. Yeah, and Veronica's like, oh, please. You can't compare yourself to that family. Lying is like oxygen to them. I mean... Jason didn't even know that he wasn't Kenneth's. Well, no, no, no. Before that, though, there's like this little detail where she she holds up the bottle and gives Ashley a refill. Yeah, yeah. And then gives herself one. Yeah, and she says, I mean, Jason didn't even know that he was Kenneth's. And then, like, she kind of, like, messes up her, her refill. The glass clings. She says, oh, gosh, I spilled. Well, yeah, it's like, it's basically like a record scratch for reals. And, yeah, so she's like, oh, gosh, but the, the four of them are all kind of like, oh, shit. And then Ella's like... Not enough. Yes. And Veronica just like shrugs and takes another big old gulp of wine. Ashley looks very distressed here. And at first I was like shady Ashley. But then I was like, maybe she's just thinking about the whole Jason thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I think I think you have to think that. But then I think there's times when they're talking about the family dynamics. And it's like, why wouldn't you bring that back for? I really wanted like by the end of this episode, they've all like admitted that they've all fucked Jason. You know? They're like, you too? Uh-huh. Yeah, it Veronica's happened. like, where do you think I went as soon as I found out that Peter was cheating on me? <laughs> oh, that's twisted. She's like, it will be ashes in your mouth and you will know the debt is repaid. Um, meanwhile, in the barn, the liars are still hamming it up being cheesy, which is nice to see. Ari has pockets in her skirt, by the way. Her phone goes off, so she goes into this other little room to check while everyone's in the background. She ends up checking 
Ezra's phone, and she sees there on the lock screen that he got. I, by the text. way, this is completely pointless, but like they've got a bunch of candles and like a fireplace going in this barn. Like it's June, that's got to be hot. I'm willing to bet that Ezra's got some uh, some pills in his pocket, and he wants to recreate that intimate uh, orgy sequence again. He's like, "Remember Christmas, guys?" And they're like, "No, we actually don't." Imagine that. So yeah, Arya goes over to get her phone, but then another phone beeps Ezra's phone. Mm-hmm. And she sees a text message from Worldwide Airlines. Nice company. Mm-hmm. Uh, flight confirmation, Ezra Fitz, June 16th, flight 467. Okay. Flight 467, Philadelphia to LAX, departs 1015. Hmm, where are you going, Ezra? And Emily walks over with her phone. And she says, okay, newsflash. Guess who Noel Khan brought to prom? Bridget Wu. And check this out. She's 85% tequila and her dress is on backwards. Ah, uh, I just, I, this is like another like gift. I feel like I love the Bridget Rue Wu reference. Um, I, there was an interesting thing. I think uh, Jacob Lipton had a, had a good perspective that while this is interesting drama with the four girls and their situation at prom and the four moms, he kind of feels like we're robbed of, uh, like seeing no con at prom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of, of all those characters that we've built up. It's uh, like, yeah. you just wish they had the bigger budget. Yeah. So, Emily holds up her phone and uh, for Arya to take out, take a look at the online square photo page here. Fake Instagram. Fake Instagram. Uh, Arya's kind of zoned out there. She's thinking about Ezra's mysterious flight. And Emily's like, you okay? What's going on? Arya's like, nothing. She puts Fitz's phone down. She takes Emily's phone. She looks at Bridget Wu and she's like, wow, Bridget really should have gone with the zipper. I do. I mean, if nothing else, like if they couldn't get the, uh, you know, money, logistics, whatever, if they couldn't get the actors, at least they're like giving some shout outs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know? it's all of the I think it's the writer's way of like saying like, hey, but like, we know, you know, yeah, we're doing the exactly. best we can. Yeah, I love it that. Well, and it's interesting, too, because they don't show up. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like it's like hitting home. I feel like in a way that the liars I mean, are not un- a part of that world, unless they do in the next episode. But yeah, but I mean, the liars—they're not a part of that world. They have to hear about it from each other or what have you. Um, it already feels like they graduated in a way, and they're talking to, like in the past tense. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So yes. uh, she's like, "Went yeah. to Ali sees us. Where is she?" And Emily's like, "Allison, where do you think she likes to make an entrance? She sure does." Meanwhile, mm-hmm. at, at the, the real Rose- prom, yeah, at Rose and High prom. Uh, where no other prom has been this lavishly decorated. This is like a Grim Brothers nightmare formal. Uh, there's the like is there's fake uh, like trees, like kind of like dead trees. It's like a chanted forest. There's all these lanterns hanging down. Dark forest. All the people are in like kind of like ye old formal wear here. It's like they can't just wear a normal tux. That's like weird, weird stuff. There's like masks, like people in these red cloaks. Like I think they're like the, like the drink servers or whatever. So yeah, there's there's drink servers and red coats of creepy masks. There's some servers who are dressed like the squire of Gophos of wolf masks on. There are some servers who are wearing what looks like eyes wide shut meets eyes if out of face masks. Mm. And the the kids are all dancing like dorks. Oh, they're getting down. Uh, one dude off to the right is totally doing the Carlton. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> there's a big old giant hourglass in the middle of the dance floor. So you said this was Rihanna. Yeah, this is Rihanna. You know, I, I read that and I was like, I, I, you know, I, I don't listen to Rihanna. So I went back and rewatched the scene. I got to say this and sorry, Rihanna fans, this is the most generic, boring, like pop dance music I've ever heard. It's a high school prom. I know. I'm just saying, like, I, I, I guess I was expecting more when I was like, oh, that was Rihanna. Let me go listen to it again. And I, I think just, they like I, I thought it was like 
like the music they they played because they couldn't get the real artist. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure this is the Rihanna version. It could be like a like a knockoff cover. I don't mm-hmm. know. They should just play Bang Bang again. Yeah, really. <laughs> uh, so over at the entrance, uh, Allie's making her grand entrance. Not at the fake prom, at the real prom. Bell the ball. Beauty looking for her beast. Yes, the the entrance. There's like this little like fake stone bridge. It's like there, a faux bridge. But there's there's always some kind of overlook platform at their dances. Season two, the in season two they had that mm-hmm. at the Christmas one when she entered the like fight song. They had that. Well, and this prom is all like these like faux like rock like outcroppings and like like you know halls and whatnot and like weird fake caves. We're gonna see later. Teachers had to get fired to like afford the budget to this prom. <laughs> That's very fancy. Maybe Ezra. And yeah, and you know, she's she's making her big entrance, the bell of the ball here. Uh she's looking around, um and she she's basically like searching the dance floor like for Charles, I guess. I don't know what she's expecting to see. Yeah. Uh, Signed. Hi, I'm Charles. But we we do see that uh, Clark is here. Mm-hmm. He's got his camera, he's taking photos. And right as Rihanna sings, there, there are being pictures on the wall. Yeah. And he's, you know, snapping some shots and then turns his lens over and focuses right in on Allie. And then he's just like, oh, shit. And he lowers his camera and kind of frowns. Mm-hmm. Uh, as Allie kind of crosses the fake bridge into the dance floor, mm-hmm. that red cloaked person in like the weird, I'm going to call this like a goat mask because I don't know what to call it. Yeah, it's a, yeah, like a weird like Baphomet mask yeah <laughs> sure um that person who i'm just gonna say is mona is kind of like lurking in the background uh following ally here so ally walks onto the dance floor she walks right past clark who definitely notices her then the red cloak person walks past you clark doesn't seem to have eyes for the red cloak at all not so perceptive uh so Back in Touchers Barn, this is where the show becomes ultra-realistic to me. We see the four liars <laughs> yeah. chill on their couch, checking on the status of prom on fake Instagram on their phones. Yeah. Online like, square photo page. I feel like that was that was like frighteningly real in a way that's not even funny. Ezra yeah, they're Toby, all just on their phones as Toby and Ezra watch them. I, I love this shot so much. Ezra and Toby are like, yeah, just kind of like hanging over the couch watching them. Uh, the seating arrangement is Emily, Hannah, Aria, Spencer. Mm-hmm. And Ezra's like, say, does anyone remember that Blizzard orgy? They're like, stop bringing it up, Ezra. <laughs> Getting creepy. And Toby says, am I supposed to know these people? Emily smiles, and they all smile. And Emily says, no, you're just supposed to look at be looking at their outfits. Ezra, meanwhile, is really dialed into whatever he sees in Arya's phone. He's just like, wait, is that a, a lantern or a hat? And Spencer looks over, and she's like, LOL, that's her hair, pedo. Arya does like this really amazing like extended eye roll as she looks back at Ezra. It's like, yeah, that's what you get when you bring your teacher to fake prom. <laughs> and Hannah says, wait, Lucas took Jenna to prom? Seriously? Yes. Arya says, no, they're just standing next to each other. And Hannah's like, yeah, holding hands. Of course, Hannah is going to be the ones like keeping tabs on her secret backup boyfriend here. Well, but also, and one of her her backup nemesis. Oh yeah, it's it's got to bother her that it's he's, it, Lucas is with Jenna thing. Well, and it gets even better. Spencer then she weighs in on her two senses. She's tipping him. She probably thinks that he Ubered her there. LOL. <laughs> then that's a, an anachronism, but sure. There's just, a weird... just ponder blind Jenna like throwing money at Lucas because she thinks he drove her there. So so they they throw that joke out there, which is cutting and, and perfect. Uh, weird shot, especially of Toby chuckling like. Yeah. Ha ha, 
that's my weird handicaps like like stepsister you just got a sick burn on yeah i enjoyed that burn on my dumb blind sister but see like this is one of those moments where i felt like even more jenna is no longer necessary to the show Eh, you never know when she'll show up again true but because she could be the subject of this throwaway comment like i felt like you you just you need her in a whole new context in the future Hmm. And Emily keeps swiping through the, like random photos of just like limos and like you know couples and whatnot. Emily has some weird rings on. Yeah, they've all got some weird accessories on. Uh, Emily stops at a photo, of some couple in the foreground. There's like Allie just like creeping in the background of the shot. The uh, yeah, it's a weird Allison photo bomb. Uh, the username of the dude who has this is mm-hmm. Adam Bomb. Yeah, and his Adam uh, bomb. the caption is that's right, be jealous. Adam Bomb 26 here and Allie creeping. Emily is just like, oh my God, did you guys just? And Hannah's like, yeah. And Ezra's like, why? What's wrong? And Ari says, Allison went to prom. Spencer says, he must have lured her there. And Toby's like, who did? Why is she there? This what is why what show are you on, Toby? Who do you well, think? Well, this is why you're a bad cop, Toby. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought you guys were closing in. So we get Emily face and Hannah face and Aria face. And finally, Spencer's like, She's hoping to meet Charles. And then because it's a TV show and not an mm-hmm. audio, there's a lightning strike and some thunder rumbling. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's not actually raining, but there's constant lightning strikes in this episode. Oh, fuck. I love this show. Uh, so after the commercial, like the, the lightning strike and the thunder rumbling is such like a perfect like punctuation to so mm-hmm. many scenes in this episode. I know. So after the commercial outside, Hasten's backyard. We see a, uh, we see a shot of the barn. The Hashtag PLL moms. The liars are presumably still in there partying. The moms are now sitting on the porch. Like, the mood is turned. Obviously, Veronica has now just told her story. And they are guzzling that wine down. Yeah. Yeah, the mood's a little cooler. And Ashley says, Veronica, I'm sorry. We shouldn't have made you tell that story about Peter and Jessica. The, uh, uh, just a reminder, Veronica told the story about the son that her husband forged out of wedlock with the neighbor. And Ashley had fucked that son in a weird moment of passion. Mm -hmm. Get it, girl. Oh, yeah. And Rock says, believe me, it was easier telling it than living it. And Ella's just like, amen. Been there, done that. I'm sorry, did I say that out loud? I'm shit-faced. Veronica <laughs> says, what's worse is I can't even spend time out here anymore without being reminded of that woman. And then she points to the middle of the yard right in front of the barn and well, she the, says... The camera does this great thing where like, it focuses on the shot of the barn again and then mm-hmm. just kind of pans a little bit to like a spot on the ground before it. Indeed, and Ash, or I'm sorry, Veronica says, that's where the dog dug her up. What an amazing line. That is an instant classic line. Oh. That's where the dog dug her up. Pam's face is just like, yeesh. And she just like <laughs> raises her wine glass and she's like, I completely forgot. And Veronica's like, well, some of us can. And she gets up and walks inside. And she's a little bitter. Get some more lightning flash punctuations here. Also, I thought it was funny that Veronica has, like, knee-high boots on, just like Spencer would wear. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, this this boots. episode is definitely, like, a an apple doesn't fall very far from the tree type of episode. Yeah, yeah. I also think that, like, with every, like, it's complicated or, I'm going to take a shower. Like, there's so many wonderful gif opportunities of, like, Pam, like, smashing some wine down. Mm-hmm. Um, so, lightning strikes, and Pam's like, should we check on the girls? You know, and Ashley's like, I think we should check on our host. The girls are fine. Yeah, Ashley seems very nervous, you know, very concerned. Is so, she up to something? I don't know. Maybe this is just them messing with us by making Ashley seem shady. 
great, great segue to prom. Uh, same motels, same real prom type. Yeah, real prom. Uh, the PLOs are crashing prom bitches. They brought with them their ex cop slash ex teen contractor. Did you and catch a failed the... writer slash ex teacher? Did you catch the uh, right as we cut to prom? Like in it's like a big wide shot of like you know kids dancing, and there's this one dude right in the front of the shot. He's like doing these like weird like hand acting like it's like very topastic hand gestures here. Like he's he's getting down in the foreground. I I can't stop watching that guy over and over again. You never realized before that every student at Rosewood High was a professional dancer, mm-hmm. <laughs> or not so professional. Yeah, the liars are there, like looking for Allie, taking in the uh, the frivolity of normal teen shit, making the their from, entrance. The song very on the nose. That's when we hear the lyric of "Take a look around the room. Love comes wearing disguises." So, like, they were banned from prom. Was there any? Was there anyone at the door? Like, did they even have to get tickets, or did they just like walk right in? I feel like whoever was checking that like saw them coming and ducked under the table also nice job rosewood cops keeping an eye on that hastings house yeah really you're like oh we didn't even notice like six people walk by in formal wear <laughs> it really uh, like i mean they had to drive there right they're not walking I, in that shit. i guess who knows so they're they're all looking around and after a bit you know you get a lot of like wide shots of the prom i mean i look through these i don't see anything that seems significant it's just like kids dancing yeah, the uh-huh. liars, they cross over the like, fairy tale Rubicon Bridge, entering the mass. Ezra has turned on his pedo swag. Yeah, he's he's the last one to cross a bridge. And he he's like, he's kind of nodding his head like he's like getting into the music. It's very funny to watch them do that. He's like, he's in his head. He's just like, own it, Fitz. Own it. Did, didn't you need to see him just like, he walks right under the middle of dance floor and just busts a move? <laughs> Just like like Oscar Isaac and Ex Machina, he just like gets down and like does a whole dance like sequence. Like mid sentence, like just does a couple quick moves and then like gets some high fives and then like goes right back to like. I don't Ar- think it's a couple quick moves. I think he just gets down and Arya just is just like watching, like horrified. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? Well, everyone else is impressed. Mm-hmm. Which is like- yeah, he's like he like basically starts break dancing by the end of it, like spinning on his head. <laughs> does he split his pants ever? No. Or is that is that when he like he tries to like throw it to Toby and then Toby mm-hmm. splits his pants? Yeah. Oh definitely. no. Not again. Not again. Uh so Arya heads right over to Clark because she saw him. Clark's like fucking with his camera and she taps his arm. She's like, Clark? And he kinda like fakes a laugh here and he's like, Hey, you are here. And she's like, Yeah, it's my prom. What are you doing here? And he's like taking pictures and she says, You don't go to school here, Clark. You're in college. Who hired you? I really love confident, like, super aware Arya here. Mm. And Clark is very kind of nervous and shifty now. And he says, someone on the prom committee saw my pictures at the contest. Look, I, and she clearly doesn't believe him. He says, I didn't want to rub it in your face when I found out you were off the guest list. I'm sorry. And Arya says, my friend saw you, Clark, at the old doll factory. What were you doing there? Who were you meeting? And then. Before he has to answer this question, Mrs. Horowitz comes up. How come? How come nobody has Mrs. Horowitz's red coat theories? Like, we couldn't get Noel Kahn. We got Mrs. Horowitz. Which is, to me, it works. I loved it. I love when she showed up. Yeah. And she pulls Clark aside and she says, I don't think you want to be photographing her. Get one of the ice sculpture before it melts. And Clark's just kind of like brooding and he like walks off with the last look at Arya. She's got her arms crossed, her eyes are narrowed, so you know she doesn't trust him now. And Mrs. Horowitz says to her, uh, and I suggest you and your pals find the exit voluntarily. 
And Ara is just like, what is? Walks off. She's like, you have no power over the Shishara old lady. Yeah. I wish Ari threw a drink in her face. Um, <laughs> so again, nice shot of the other three liars scanning the room. This is a awesome shot. Um, Toby and take up positions behind them. Like, seriously, it looks like they're putting together a formation. Like, they're about to transform into, like, Voltron. It should be mentioned that a lot of this episode is people standing around the prom watching. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, we get these cool push-ins on uh, uh, first Spencer, then uh, Emily, then Hannah as they're watching. There's like a fake full moon behind them. I think that's what that is. Yeah, there's this this shot, I suspect, is going to show up in one of your videos someday. Oh, we shall see. Yeah, we shall see. Uh, and then it'll show up in Canada. Yeah, seriously. Across the room, we see Allie is uh, elsewhere looking around, too. And then she gets another text. It says, don't look for a wolf. Seeing red is enough. Time is slipping away. Time jump, it is coming. And she's looking around, and we see, you know, there's a couple of those red-cloaked people, one of which I'm pretty sure is Mona, because we see the big horns there. Mm. Uh, but I think a lot of the red-cloaked servers have on weird masks yeah they all have weird masks but there's one in particular who i'm guessing is mona has like weird horns as well to kind of like stand out yeah um so then we get an interesting cut back to ezra he's like behind the other liars like watching mm-hmm. i don't know if that's significant or not but then we kind of track over to like a, a liar wall of hannah emily and spencer there they're watching too ezra's so sketchy in this episode i really yeah. feel like this is like it's like they're just about to reveal A, so they got to like turn up the volume on everyone you well, know, to like make them as suspicious as possible. Like they did last week, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But time just keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. Uh, so scanning the crowd, they finally see Allison amongst the others. Uh, Spencer leads her squad towards Allison. Allison, meanwhile, on the other side of the room, <laughs> so like- up on whatever she is, she walks off. The crowd of people clears. Spencer and the others show up. Now Allison is gone from where they were aiming at. French farce. And Spencer looks at the others like, what the fuck? She was just here. Yeah. How did I not notice her walking away when she was only 12 feet away? So, uh, back in the Hastings kitchen, Veronica's having another glass of wine. Veronica's drinking all of the wine. Yeah. Yeah. She's killing the glass. I almost have a hard time believing this was just one bottle. This was more than one bottle, right? No, I think she must just be getting more bottles. There's actually another bottle in the background there, so... Good. Probably killing a case. Uh, the other moms are looking on, a little concerned, um, but they've all refilled their glasses as well, so they're yeah. not that concerned. Yeah. Uh, they have to escort her into this drunkenness. Um, so Pam's just like, Veronica, maybe you should eat something. Ashley is like focusing on like the like lone leftover tray, and she's like, "This is a beautiful tray," even though. I couldn't tell if this was like glass or crystal, or whatever. It, to me, it looked like a plastic tray from the supermarket. <laughs> and pa- Ashley's pa- just trying to like distract. Pam's like, I-, I love it. Veronica finishes the bottle, and then she says, "It wasn't bad enough that this bitch tried to steal my husband, but her sicko son had to bury her in our backyard." And Pam is both repulsed and fascinated. Also, we got some, you know, more theory vibes here. It's Veronica and Pam on one side, Ella and Ashley on the other. Yep. Of the kitchen island here. Mm-hmm. And Ashley's like, is it Crystal? Because she's like, she hasn't given up on the super tray. Well, Veronica's like, just 10 feet away from my lilacs. Also, lilacs. Not mm-hmm. azaleas. Pale of theory. Well, maybe there's more. Mm. And Ashley says, maybe we should put some music on. <laughs> Veronica says, this deranged freak tried to frame my entire family. 
Uh, so Pam's like, well, maybe it wasn't Charles. And Ella gives Pam the eye narrow. Mm-hmm. And Pam's like, basically, like, I know I'm late to the show, but Pam's like, I mean, I know he that he put our daughters through hell, but I'm just saying that maybe we can't pin all of this on him. And Ashley's like, you can't possibly be defending. And she's like, no, 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 no. All I'm, I'm just, all I'm saying is that maybe somebody else buried Jessica out there. And Fargo's like, like who? Pam is hammer drunk as well. Yeah. Pam's like, like her husband. I mean, from what I've heard. Mm-hmm. It could be revenge for all the years that she kept this kid a secret. Me and you, Pam, we are simpatico. It was totally Kenneth. I and love Ash- that they're they're finally going there. They've never even suggested before that maybe the fucking husband might have murdered the wife. Yeah, yeah. And now she's like, maybe he wanted Peter to discover the body. Veronica's like, maybe we should ask him. Pam's like, who? And Veronica's like, Kenneth. And Veronica grabs her keys and starts moving. And I was like, where are you going? Well, did you see the look when Ashley's like, maybe he wanted Peter to scare the body? Ella has this look on her face of complete disgust. It's like Ashley just like farted in her direction or something. <laughs> just like, ugh. PLL mom wine farts. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Veronica's grabbing her keys and she's just like, yeah, we're talking to Kenneth. And Ella says, where are you going? And Veronica's like, to get an answer. Hashtag summer of answers, bitches. <laughs> and Ashley's like, what? Wait, no, you can't do that. And Veronica's like, oh, watch me. And she's out the door. Ashley sighs. And then, again, the greatest gift ever. Pam throws back some well, wine. Because all and Ashley up. and Ella have like run off after Veronica already. Yeah. So Pam is the only one left here. Yeah. Uh, so back at prom. More well, crazy. Then, just, just to explain. The gif of all time here is Pam has to like, she's got to top off from the wine glass before she follows. Because we all know that the fields are like secret lushes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, she's she's got to suck as much wine in as before she runs off after the rest of them. You got to get some courage. I mean, Popeye didn't go into, go into shit out of spinach on him. So back at prom, more crazy dancing. Clark is laughing, taking some photos of this dorky couple like drinking out of goblets he's really fucking enjoying himself yeah yeah he really is um spencer hannah emily and the two bros run to allison coming out of like the prom cavern or whatever they form a liar wall well so the like the there's like the dance floor and then there's kind of like these like back weird like mysterious walking areas so and they're all like these like faux rock like caves i mean it's kind of amazing set design here so here's what wasn't on our our maps because Mm -hmm. i think i don't think this is necessarily like the school auditorium or whatever i think this is no this is like the local dance hall or whatever yeah yeah, this is like the same space where they had the christmas thing right this was on the map my map at least okay 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 good um this is probably the same place where they had like the christmas the christmas like christmas on the masquerade ball yeah yeah yeah, but I mean, now like, it's like now there's like crazy fake like rock caves instead of hallways that you can walk around in. Yeah, like instead of like the uh, like the shining hedge maze they had for Christmas, mm-hmm. it's like the the enchanted dark forest here. Yeah, so Lyrewall and Hannah. Lyrewall stands Arya strangely. Wonder yeah, where she is, is. Where is Arya right now? Mm-hmm. Hannah's like Ali. Why didn't you come to the barn? Did you hear from Charles? Did he text you? And Allison's like. So what if he did? The liar's like, eye roll. Emily is incredulous, yeah. Yeah. Allison's like, I didn't ask you guys to follow me here. You're going to scare him away, just like the arcade. Spencer's like, Allison. Allison's like, please, let me go. Just leave me alone. I know what I'm doing. And she runs off again. Hannah and Spence follow. Ezra and Toby are kind of falling behind. Emily, however, gets distracted when a wild Char Harvey appears on the dance floor behind her. Uh, Uh, Sarah... 
Sarah has a fairly normal dress. It's like kind of black skirt bottom part and like a beaded like blue top. Um, I don't think this is supposed to be any specific fairy tale. It's just more of a normal dress, I guess. I don't know. Just like a shower curtain. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love you, Shower Hardy. And they smile at each other, and Emily's just like, Sarah, how did you know I... I stopped by the barn. Sure it was did. empty. So I figured, you aren't upset, are you? No, of course not. I just... I can't believe you'd leave your prom to come to... This is where I felt I should be. I didn't want the night to pass without at least one great dance. With you. And Emily smiles, and now we're all more suspicious of Sarah Harvey than ever. I I wonder, like... Like, you just went to the barn, and you're like, no one's here. I'm guessing I'm going to go to the prom. Seemingly, she's not the only person to do it. But, like, mm-hmm. I'm wondering, like, what is the, the real? Like, you know, when they when they do the thing where, like, oh, yeah, Sarah was just a red herring. Like, here's what she's actually up to. Mm-hmm. Like, what if she's just, like, two-timing Emily and Claire? Ooh. I tried to talk myself into Claire as A earlier tonight, but I couldn't make it happen. Did you do it, like, Arya style? Were you dissociative? Did you imagine yourself sitting across yourself, like, having this conversation? Well, I, my theory is that Clara was dissociative. But, anyway. It didn't hold up. It's like the Kimmy Schmidt thing. But just in case, I totally called it. People. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's our that's our answer for every theory about who it mm-hmm. is. Just in case, we called it. Meanwhile, at the dealer rent's house, uh, Veronica and the others come marching into like, the living room, just like their daughters, a little light breaking and entering. Veronica's Did you notice like, that uh, Ella is kind of like, having trouble keeping her balance like she's yeah. fucking hammered yeah it's, it's awesome. really fun to watch ella in these scenes because it's like uh it's like was she actually drunk on set because she's like uh what's her face holly marie combs is doing a really good job of like playing like just a little drunk and a, a little like paranoid that she's about to get caught being drunk wouldn't that be a great dvd featurette where she just turns the behind the scenes camera guy and is just like i'm drunk <laughs> <laughs> holds up her flask of wine yeah uh, veronica's like hello Kenneth, are you here? Kenneth? And Pam says, why was the door open? And Ashley says, maybe he just stepped out. His car is out there. And Ella says, did you close that door? And Pam's like, I'm not leaving my fingerprints on that. If only she had imparted this wisdom to her daughter. Yeah, really. Uh, so Ron goes to the foot of the stairs. I mean, she is ready to burn this world to ash. And she's like, Ken, if you're up there, come down. It's Veronica. I have a question for you. So much snark. And Ashley's like, Veronica, please don't. You don't want to do this tonight. And she's like, oh, the hell I don't. Kenneth, I know you're here. I can see your scotch. And that's the second classic line of the evening. I can so, see your scotch. <laughs> on the table, we see some reading glasses, a glass of serious scotch, a bottle of Glen Clown 30-year, a copy of Patricia Highsmith's Strangers on a Train, and an envelope. Uh, Patricia Highsmith, as you know, wrote the original Strangers on the Train. As well as creating the character Tom Ripley, who I believe is kind of Alison Durantis-like. Um, also, just a reminder, I think Gillian Flynn and Fincher are supposed to be doing like a Strangers on a Plane, supposedly. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, so Pam sees something on that table that concerns Also, oh, Strangers oh, no, on a Train, is that a clue or, is it, or are they just trolling us? Well, don't they, don't you feel like they kind of do something similar to that shot from Strangers on the Train later? Yeah, we'll get to it, we'll get to it yeah. Um, so yeah, Pam sees something on the table concerns her. Ella's notices that. Ella's like, what's wrong? What is that? And Pam's like, that's from the police. Remember when I used to work for them for five minutes? It's an <laughs> envelope they use for evidence. So they walk over to it, and Veronica's like, 
fuck this. Well, did you notice that they, uh, they form a liar mom wall when yes. Ashley walks over? Yes. So Veronica grabs it, opens it. It's the photo of Jessica and the two blonde boys at the Apple Farm. Dramatic music. And Ashley's like, is that? And Ella says, it must be. And Pam kind of looks away, holding her head. And then she looks up and she gasps. And the other moms look back and they gasp too because Reese Matthews, remember that guy from last episode? He's in the living room right now. He's in kind of like more civilian attire, you know, no suit or anything. Mm-hmm. And he's giving them this very kind of superior questioning look right now. Uh, and Ashley does the eye narrow now. And he like narrows her eyes back at her. They're just like in a stare off. That's how they flirt. I mean, mm-hmm. he's looking at them and... Ashley's like, did I fuck you? Yeah. No, you're not, Jason. Oh, need more wine. Yeah. <laughs> he's looking at them in a way that is 50 shades of fucked up, if you know what I mean. Uh, mm-hmm. So back at prom, Allison's continuing her flight. Uh, she walks through... Back at the million dollar prom. Yeah, two bros in red cloaks, like Imperial Guards. And then she, before she can go into like this maze thing, spins her out of nowhere. Spencer grabs her, flips her around. Don't do this. Allison's like, let go. And she's like, look, if we scared him off... Just consider it a gift. Please I, leave while you can. I feel I should mention that there's some kind of like quasi like New Order music playing right now. There's like this kind of 80s groove. Like, I don't know. They, this whole prom has a very cool vibe. Yeah. yeah. And of course, I mean, it has like a weird maze because all Rosewood events have like mazes. Well, so that's what I wanted to get at a second ago is like when they advertise the venue to the charities and what have you, are they just like. Plenty of dance space, like up-to-date state-of-the-art kitchens. We have bathrooms with janitors. Also, we have a weird, like, party labyrinth. A weird, creepy maze. Yeah. yeah. Um, you can have secret rendezvous and teenage finger blasting. So Allison's like, you didn't get his text. He wasn't threatening. Well, a little bit. Yeah. Not just like Allie. And Allison's like, I have to meet him. Spencer <laughs> says, please don't follow your, your worst instincts. Good. I know all about that. Considering the source, it's good advice. Yeah, and Allie's like, you don't get it. You never understood me. You never even liked me. And that, that really cuts deep. And Spencer's like, what are you talking about? Allie says, he's not your brother, Spencer. He's mine. And I am not leaving until I can look him in the eye and ask why. What did I ever do to make him hate me? And Spencer, she's like a little rattled, but I think at some level she kind of understands that like she's going to have to let Allie like, you know, make her decision here. All she can do is like watch out. Uh, like Allie's determined, so she lets Allie go. I I consider this for a moment, and this might be unnecessary, but so obviously Allison knew about Jason's true parentage before Spencer did, and she kind of mm-hmm. lord, like lorded it over Spencer to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. You think that was Allison's, you know, slightly bullyish coping mechanism with the idea that she now had to share a brother that she didn't want to, even with her own issues with Jason at the time. I mean, I don't think she's like throwing it in Spencer's face or anything, but. It's like this is, you know, something just for her. I don't know, whatever. Well, I, I think she sees herself in, in whatever enigma is Charles. Yeah. Um. So after the commercial, uh, Hannah's just like chilling at the prom in front of that full moon. Um, but someone grabs her from behind. It's Robin Leach. I mean, it's Caleb. Well, there's like a there's a different like facsimile of an '80s song playing in the background now. Yeah. 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 Caleb grabs her from behind. He's in a white suit. With some sort of, like, ascot instead of a tie. He just needs, like, a penciled-in mustache. <laughs> I, like, it looks like he just came, like, right out of Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. And Hannah says, Caleb, where have you been? Why are you here? He was busy being A, Hannah. Chillax. I came to bring you champagne wishes and caviar dreams. Nice. He says, why are you here? You're not supposed to be. 
And Hannah says, and you said you were in New York, which was a lie. Talk to your dad. You were never there. Yes, I was. Why? What are you doing over there? Can't talk about it. Oh, do I need to make an appointment? No, you need to dance with me. I'm not dancing with you. Yes, you are. I'm wearing the suit you picked out for me, and it was a really long ride. Just one dance, then we'll talk. And I can't help but smile a little bit, so she leads Matt onto the floor. Well, because, as we learned, she likes him to take a, take a little initiative, take a little charge. Mm-hmm. So then we're going to go back to the De Laurentiis house. Reese is, uh, it's like he's trying to gain the advantage here. It's like, it's like they both sense that, like, neither person or people is supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, yeah. I'm confused. Well, he's he's shooting his creep laser at this mom wall. It's mm-hmm. just bouncing back at him. Yeah, I'm confused. Is Mr. De Laurentiis here or not? Veronica says, we're not sure. And he's like, are any of you part of the De Laurentiis family? And Ella says, are you? <laughs> yeah, she says, we're neighbors. We yeah, were what? just... But the, don't you see this look on Ashley's face where she's just like, oh, dear, mm-hmm. I need I need to pick up this ball and cover. Yeah, we were neighbors. We were just in front. He's like, no, wait, hold it. I live next door. What is your business here? And he's like, I'm from the Karasumi group. And Ashley gets like big old eyes now. Like, oh, shit. And Pam notices this. And he says a foundation that was sponsored by Mr. DeLaurentis's late wife. Had some questions for him. Maybe he'll come back at a better time. And Pam says, you know, maybe we should all, and Alice just like, shh, and she puts her hand out to like, like you know. Like pull. daughter, like mother. Mm-hmm, the shusher. Uh-huh. And Reese just like kind of smolders for a while and then just like takes off. And Ashley says, Hannah thinks the Karasumi group is connected to Charles. And Alice says, I think we just met Charles. Oh, Ella face. Well, like there's also a great moment where the, I can't remember his name, so I had the guy who plays Reese, as he's like saying maybe i'll come back at a better time he glances down at the table mm-hmm. which has pictures of like the dealer and his family but it also has i feel like all the <laughs> time yeah. that, that the guy i'm looking for is not here right now <laughs> well and so i mean what what is this guy up to is it possible that he just came over because like when when he when he told hannah and spencer that he needed to like check with his boss is, is it essentially kenneth uh, just by like default, you think? Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I I don't think this guy's Charles. So if he's not, then like, what is he doing here? And you know, it, we're gonna find out some stuff about Clark later in the episode. I don't think the Karasimi group is an evil group, but who knows? I'll put it this way: if this guy is Charles, like, I don't think he's a. Sure. Well, how did Charles get a British accent? I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's it's really fun to see the the liar moms have their own plotline here. I this is this is the drunk gate that I've wanted. <laughs> well, it's it seems like it's so rare that we ever actually get multiple non liar characters to have their own plotline. Well, when they when they do it though, it typically feels a little weird other than comedically because it happens so rarely. That's like, I mean, we had like the Hardy bros at one time, you know, which was a bizarre, goofy fluke because mm-hmm. those characters are such dorks, but also because you don't get that very often. So then at the start of the season, when you had Hardy bros, like 3.5 with like Toby and, and, uh, or not Toby, mm-hmm. with, uh, Caleb and Ezra and Allison. Well, thank God you had Allison there. Yeah. Allison was still there. But even when you interject like the cops and stuff and then you get like a, like a, police procedural it feels weird only because you don't get it very often 
this is like the non-liar character like storyline that I feel like feels the most organic, feels the most fluid, especially since they had that great kind of thematic split off at the start of this episode. Well, and I mean, we're all very familiar with the four moms, so it definitely works. Uh, so we're going to go back to prom now. There's a dude in like a kind of a heavy leather jacket. It's kind of like a like a riding suit or something. He's got a lion mask on holding a tray of drinks. This is the guy from the promo picture. Yeah, Allie's staring at this guy. She's checking her phone, and she finally comes over, and she tries to be casual, and she's like, Charles, is that you? He takes his mask off, and it's just some some blonde dude, and he's like, Dominic. Uh, this actor's name is Justin Fix. Uh, when this guy got, like, when his casting was revealed, like, Reddit, like, lost their shit, because they're just like, what? That's Charles? Fuck this, you know? Like, why? You know, I thought we were supposed to know who, you know, Charles was. Like, it can't be some random person. Mm-hmm. Obviously, this is not Charles. Uh, and so, Allie just kind of sags, disappointed, and Dominic says, punch? And so, she she takes a drink from him. She's like, thanks. She just sips her drink and looks around. I I wondered if he was going to show up later. Like, uh, what was your one theory? Like, like we'd get a reveal the first time and it would be like a speed demon express type guy yeah like whoever was like replacing the uh the prince from the, the art yeah. show who yeah. knows what's going on with that for all we know that could have been reese anyway yeah um so elsewhere on the dance floor Arya and ezra they're keeping tabs on uh, Allie here they're, they're dancing they're, they're doing split recon just a former teacher dancing with a current student arms around his neck uh i mean I guess they're not super close. Like Arya, you know, saves some room for the Holy Spirit there. <laughs> and she says, what's she doing now? Because Ezra's watching Allie and he says, sipping. What about him? Uh, and Arya says, shooting Mindy and Sydney. Uh, I like how we got the call back to Mindy and Sydney too. Because she's watching Clark. Uh, and we, Ezra looks over. We see Clark taking some photos. And uh, Ezra says, you know, maybe he's telling the truth. As one dirtbag to another. Yeah. Harry says, or he's here because he texted Allison for his boss. Ezra says, well, he is a legitimate photographer. Harry says, well, he must have tricked her into this. He's seriously freaking me out. Ezra says, hey, relax. I'm here. Cold comfort. Yeah. So they keep dancing slowly as Clark continues to look like he's up to something. He's watching Allie, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Allie, meanwhile, is watching uh, Spencer and Toby on the dance floor. You can kind of see, like, uh, Shower and uh, Emily in the background there as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Spencer, she's concerned about her last encounter of Allison. She's like, why would she say that? Why would she say that I never even liked her? Well, because she hasn't always been the easiest person to like. Yeah, but we came here to protect her. That's all any of us have been trying to do for weeks, years. We basically missed out on our high school experience trying to solve the mystery that is Allison. The only reason we survived is because we had each other. If only the liars would talk to Allie about this. Yeah. Or at least, like, acknowledge that they had that advantage over her, you know, like, let her back into the group. Yeah. And Toby says, is that what your com- your speech is about for commencement? She's like, oh, my God. Just forget about the stupid peach. Nobody's ever going to hear it. <sighs> so you haven't been drinking, right? No. Okay. I also find it funny when you slur your words on the podcast. Uh, it happens. Yeah. Maybe you should start drinking. And then uh, go over to Emily and Sarah. They're slow dancing. Very kind of classic high school arms around each other style, you know, just rocking back and forth. Emily says, thanks again. You didn't have to do this. Emily, I just want you to know 
Whatever happens, you mean a lot to me. Emily smiles and she hugs Sarah close and she doesn't seem to ponder at all what the fuck Sarah means by that. Emily's like, that's sweet and ominous as fuck. <laughs> whatever happens. Hmm, whatever. Uh, so she's just talking about later on tonight when we bang, right? And then she stabs me to death. Mm-hmm. Uh, gun girl style. Uh, so Emily and Arya, or Emily and Arya, uh, Arya and Ezra. <laughs> <laughs> Arya has psyched herself up to talk about the elephant in the room. Yeah. She says, Ezra. There's a lot by the of way, elephants. That's, that's a bingo. Yeah. Bingo square right there. Ezra. Yeah, she's like, I don't want you to come with me to LA. And he's like, what? And she's like, when I go to, to go this summer for my internship, I need to go alone. I saw your airline confirmation on your phone. I, I know that you bought a ticket to LA. He clears his throat, trying to find his balls. And he says, did you also see that it was a layover on my way to Thailand? She's like, what? Yeah, it's a, it's a connecting flight. I'm not following you to LA, Arya. But I'm not sticking around here either. And Arya sighs. She's disgusted because she just gave back hand in the relationship to this guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, why do you want to get out of the country so quickly? You have a small business. What's going on, Ezra? He says, I just, I, I decided I wanted to join the Habitat group sooner rather than later. She's like, oh, you're going to Thailand for the summer? <laughs> Jacob Clothin on Twitter said, in a sense, Ezra has all, always has been. Well, uh, <laughs> a lot of people pointed out, sure you are, Ezra, where the age of consent is like 12. Well, I mean, you know, that joke writes itself. Also, like, I, I do wonder, will we see Nicole again? I know he denies it, but... I think it'd be really funny if uh, after the time jump, he was with Nicole. Like after Arya's I'm so cold speech, he gets a text from Nicole who's just like, I'm late. Oh, well, I mean, if you're going to drop everything to go to Thailand, aren't you at least kind of hoping to hook up with this chick when you get there? Uh, Well, you know, Lucy Hale dropped some some info about the time jump, which we can go into at the end. Maybe. Yeah, no, I don't want to spoil anyone. but Okay. Yeah, Ezra says, uh, yeah, do you think that's a mistake? And Ari says, no, God, no. I. That's a great idea. You need to move on. Yeah, yeah, a change would be good for both of us. Yeah, like, Ezra says that. Um, and Ezra is getting a little emotional because he just got told to move on by a high school girl. <laughs> at, at her senior prom where mm-hmm. he used to be her teacher. Yeah, and Ari's like, yeah. And she ha- kind of has like a genuine smile here. He seems a little more forced. Yeah. Like, I don't know if he's he's maybe not as happy to be moving on. Um, maybe it's just that he's still watching Allie in the background. I don't know. Um, meanwhile, the, the funny thing about the time jump is that, you know, liars will all be like, was it 20, 23 to 24 ish? Yeah. Ezra will be in his 30s. Uh, maybe not. If Ezra is, say, 24 now, he could be like 29. So, yeah, he's still clinging on. He's not 30 yet. I want I want Ian Hardy to have like a full on like balding thing going on. Oh wow! Like amazing. when they uh, when they did like the Ryan Gosling thing and like like uh, the blue whatever movie, Blue Valentine. Blue Valentine, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we get another shot of Allison looking around, waiting for her prom date to show up. So back to Spencer and Toby dancing. Did you write about your friends? And she says, "I wrote about what it means to support someone unconditionally, even when they haven't been entirely honest with you." And how everybody needs somebody to be inspired by. Somebody who sets the bar really high. Somebody who puts someone else's needs before their own and did not resent them for it. Somebody who always expects you to do the right thing and then forgives you when you don't. Wow. 
I think your mother would be pretty moved by that. Yeah, she should be. But I wrote it about you. Toby makes a big old awe face because Toby the Carpenter is Jesus fucking Christ here, apparently, on this show. Yeah. He's just like, Spencer, when you saw only one set of footprints, that was where I carried you to the mental hospital under the guise of protecting you. My initials would be JC if my first name was Joe Blarone. I'm sorry, Joe Blarone? <laughs> Maybe that's it. If he ever has to go in hiding. <laughs> and so uh, they finally, they, they start sucking face. Uh, they, they finally pull away and they realize that like Allie peaced out yeah. uh, while they weren't watching. Spencer's well, she like, had to go throw up after watching them kiss. <laughs> mm-hmm. Spencer's like, crap. Toby's like, what? Spencer says, we lost her. Nice going, Jill Blarone Kavanaugh. Well, he has this very exaggerated, like, damn it, like, look on his face. Mm-hmm. I want him to, like, like pound himself on the skull or something. Like, oh, I had one job. Mm-hmm. Uh, so back to the Dementor's living room. The moms are still there looking around. Now she's like, are there more pictures of him around here? And I was pointing out the family photos in her arm. She's like, how much more do you need to see? They clearly share the same DNA. Did you notice that the Laura Layton, she's like pacing around just like Hannah would here? Yeah. Yeah. Really great job. Like kind of showing the, the, the Marin DNA. The only thing missing from like hitting this home, and it might be too much, is if like suddenly Ashley was just like chewing on cookies. <laughs> yeah. And Pam says, we do not need to be looking for more photographs. If we really think that's Charles, there are two cops sitting outside. Good point. Completely asleep. <laughs> and Veronica says, Jessica probably had her secret stash of old photos. I was like, I'll check the bedroom. Yeah. Pam's like, no, no, no. We are not opening drawers now. What that is trespassing. What about the button jars? Mm-hmm. And they hear like a rattle from nearby. It's coming from like an air vent down you know, near the floor. And Ashley's like, what was that? And Ella whispers, she's like, it came from the basement. And they hear more rattling. And Veronica gets a very kind of smug, annoyed look on her face. She's like, that's where he is. Game is afoot again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So she takes off and Ashley follows. Pam's just like, no, 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 wait. Ashley opens the door to the basement. She's like, Kenneth, are you here? I want to talk to you. She heads down the stairs. The other moms follow her. And Veronica's down, you know, towards the bottom of the stairs. She's like, look. We know you're here. We heard you. Were you like totally expecting to see Ken's like body down here? Oh yeah, absolutely. She's like like hanging like from a noose or who knows what, yeah. Just a crazy, like like comedically grotesque, like mm-hmm. death face, like tongue hanging out. I hoped you wouldn't find me like this. <laughs> so the moms all head down the stairs, and of course the door slams shut on the basement right behind them. Oh, I love this show. <laughs> yeah, it's very, I mean, it's classic liar move, but it's the yeah. moms now, and they all have to gasp and turn around, cause, and we hear, like, some rattling, like somebody's locking the door, and Ashley's just like, what's just happened? And Pam is the closest, so she, like, kind of psychs herself up. She takes these sharp breaths. Mm-hmm. She goes and tries the door. It's locked. And Ella's just like, who locked that? And Pam's just like, open the door, hey! Uh, upstairs, we kind of cut to that air vent. We can hear the moms yelling from downstairs as Pam's uh, just like, come on, open the door. Uh, they're trapped. Trapped in the basement. And the Piolo moms are not seen again to after the time jump. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the moms, I really like that they're basically like, like walking a drunken, you know, trip across the yard in their daughter's shoes in this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, so after the commercial, we're back at prom. It's another slow song. Allison's like looking around. She sees another red cloak. This one well, like, night's getting long here. Like, yeah. I can't believe they haven't kicked the liars out of prom by now. You would have thought 
they would have called the cops, but maybe they're already there. Yeah, this red cloak has its like, like back to her. Basically, nobody wants to even go talk to them. Yeah, but nobody. I mean, they're pariahs anyway. So, mm-hmm. uh, so like this, this red cloak starts to, like strut off, and like Allison follows. We then cut to like an Asian girl dancing with a guy, and she has like a real lantern hat of hair. Uh, yeah, big them, old like kind of tall bun there. Like, a, like almost like a real Marge Simpson. Um, near them are like uh, Caleb and Hannah dancing, and Hannah says, "Okay," or they stop dancing. Like Hannah's done; she wants answers, and she says, "Okay, you said one dance. This is more than a dance at the Katy Perry concert. Remember that? Remember when they were going to go to Katy Perry concert? Yep. yep. Nice callback. Mm-hmm. Says if you were in New York, what were you doing there? Getting a job. What? You already have a job." Not I mean, one that'll pay. Yeah, not really, Hannah. Not one that'll pay for a move to New York. Yeah, that job is called bank robber. And who's moving to New York? Caleb McKenna, or uh, Caleb. Hannah and Caleb is Bonnie and Clyde 2015. Mm. We are. That's still your dream. Hannah, I, I had to sign a waiver, but I'm officially an information risk analyst. What's that? I keep the hackers out. Hashtag actual bad guy. Because you've been so good at that so far, Caleb. We're so close to a Hardy Bros spinoff now. Like, yeah. Toby is the cop. Caleb is, like, the computer forensics I, guy. Like, it's happening. It's real. I feel like if they had the time and if ABC Family, like, really pushed it for this show and, like, really pushed it to the next level, maybe even have, like, 6B, like, be a, like the, have the hiatus be a little bit longer and just have, like, your, like, TV movie, like, versions of what the different Or your, like, your miniseries. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. a, like a, like a, like a, Calvacade of like potential backdoor pilots or something mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for what the characters are up to during the time jump. Yeah. Hannah says, For who? I can't even tell you the name of the company. It's actual Bad Guys Inc. Though. <laughs> because it's a Karasumi group. <laughs> and Hannah says, Caleb? Hannah, it's real, okay? And it pays enough to cover your tuition and a place for us to live that's bigger than that girl's hair. And he points to the chick with the big old bun. So, what the fuck job is this that pays you enough to live in like some like fat ass pad in New York City and pay for Hannah's college? And as bigger, a high school dropout. Yeah, and it's bigger than that girl's hair, which, man, that poor girl. Yeah. And it's like, wait, so this has nothing to do with A? Just getting away from him. So this pleases Hannah. So she smiles and kisses him. They dance some more. You know what the scene was missing? Hmm. It was missing like a, like a slow jam sung by one Tyler Blackburn to really set the mood. <laughs> you remember when they used to do that? It was always weird. It was like the scenes where Hannah and Caleb had a fight and like the song on the soundtrack would be Tyler Blackburn. Mm-hmm. So no, no, what they pass him done, a guitar and tell him to get busy. <laughs> he should have just held his hand up in the air until somebody threw a microphone into it. Oh yeah. So back in the dealer in his basement. And then he does the uh, the scream two thing where he gets up on something, it's like I think I Oh no, none of that. That's that's not Caleb's style at all. He's not an exhibitionist. Ezra is though. Uh, <laughs> that would be so creepy. They're like, Mr. Fitz? Ew. Uh, <laughs> dealer in just basement, which is also the set for the high school quad. Uh, Veronica's in charge. She's like, let's find a way out of here. And now she says, who slammed the door? Don't tell me that was just the wind. The, the show, like, it's just taking a victory lap of its references. Well, like, how did they know? Like, the, did they know when they wrote the Jessica, like, it was the wind line that that would become a running joke? Like, I, it's almost like prescient. I feel like half the time the writers are just amusing themselves. And mm-hmm. if you pick up on it in the audience, great. Yeah. But they got to have some fun, too. Yeah. And Ella says, the wind has a name, Charles. 
And she says, and we're in the same room as that animal. And Ashley says, I'm sure he's still upstairs. And Veronica's like, no, he's probably in my yard on his way to the barn. <laughs> and she says, okay, there are police outside. And Pam's just like, who cannot hear us and, and are totally useless. Mm. And Veronica says, why didn't any of us bring a phone? Because the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. That's why. You all never have your phones when you need them. Right. I'm sure even if they did, they'd get no signal. Right, right. And Elle says, okay, let's find another way out. What is this? What's behind this? Uh, it's like a like a furnace or something. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Uh, interesting that like a- Ashley's kind of like watching behind everyone. She's very concerned. What does it mean? Maybe it means nothing. I don't know. Ashley seems like the most sober of mm-hmm. all the ladies, probably because she can handle her wine in a way that they can't. Oh yeah, she's got a t- high tolerance. Uh, because I remember, do you remember when Veronica had her story about how she got hammered after the test yeah. results and went to the mm-hmm. club and met Alex? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I don't even remember that. that weekend, Spencer. So then they they walk over to this like furnace or whatever it is, and then behind them, like this light fixture that's hanging from a cable on the ceiling, just like falls down and crashes and breaks, and they all scream. And now it's dark inside, and lightning's flashing outside, just for fun. I love this show. Yeah. So back at back at the prom, Liar's still in patrol. Uh, Allison's walking through. Her cell starts beeping. She stops by like a giant hourglass, uh, checks it, checks from A, my, what big eyes you have. Use them. Time's almost up. I how do you that. How do you underline in a text? That you have to be A. Um, mm-hmm. This is awesome. So she looks around, then up, not far from there at the entrance to another party cavern. There's A. It's in the red cloak, but obviously with like the black hoodie and black gloves on underneath. A turns and leaves. Yeah, there's no mask here. This is like the, this is the hoodie under a red cloak. Yeah. Uh, Allison starts to follow. Not far away, Clark, like uh, Jimmy Olsen there, notices, mm-hmm. watching him. Hannah sees this. You uh, see that Clark is checking now his holstered gun on his hip. Well, I think he, he, he's he got a gun on his hip that, like, just his jacket was covering up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, nice disguise. I, I think he just flipped the safety off. That's what it sounded like. Well, I feel like... Here's how I imagine the night went. Every time he like raised his hands to take a photo of a smiling couple, the couple's picture is probably them sneering because they just looked down and saw <laughs> the saw piece. Gun. Well, yeah. it's like it's not like a like a matte black gun or anything. It's like this like shiny chrome yeah, gun. Yeah, I feel you know? like all his photos are people like sneering or whatever, like looking at alarm as they now see his gun. <laughs> oh, Clark, why are That's- you packing heat? I think that this is a point where we both like wanted to high five each other while we were watching. Rosen High, best years of our lives. So yeah, he goes after Allison. The liars and the other dudes give chase. They converge in this party cavern labyrinth where well, Clark's some, like looking around for Allison. Somehow, like, the Hardy Bros took another angle because they all, like, converge on Clark from two different angles. Oh, they missed that moment where Spencer's like, you idiots, go that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so in one passageway, he's cornered by Toby and Ezra from one direction, like the four liars from the other. Clark tries to push past Ezra, who, like, pushes with all his might back against mm-hmm. him. And Clark's like, move! And Ari comes running up because it's her it's her beef to, like, question him. Oh, yeah. She's like, what's the rush, Clark? We know who hired you for this party. Where is he? Where's Charles? And Clark's like, look, get out of the way. You guys are totally off base. So Clark, like, tussles with Ezra and Caleb. Toby grabs. Well, Clark's Caleb and Ezra, like, grab his arms, basically, and let Toby, like, kind of go in and grab his gun. And he's just like, whose photo did you plan on shooting with this? Singer. And Clark's like, look, get your hands off me, all right? You guys have no idea what you're doing. Actually, I do. I'm an officer. With such great 
disdain. Disgust. Clark sighs, gets free of Ezra and Caleb, flashes his badge, and is like, so am I. And Toby's face falls so hard. Like, oh, this yeah. is the moment he realized he's done as a cop. And Hannah's like, wait, what's going on here? And Clark's holding up his badge, and Toby's just like, oh, shit, he outranks me, <laughs> sir. <laughs> and Emily's like, is it true? Is that real? And Caleb's just like, we look like assholes right now, man. <laughs> so Ari's like, wait a minute. That whole time in the darkroom when I met you at Hollis, how? And Clark's like, undercover, Arya. Now, please, let me do my job. It's probably already too late. So it's just another dude who lied to Arya to get close to yeah. the real shit. Toby hands the gun back. Clark takes off running. One by one, they all like so, off after him. So this raises the question about Clark. Like, did did Tanner put you up to this, or are you working for another department? You like, why did you embed you... yourself with Arya? Why did you hit on her? Are you even a photographer? No. Did he really hit on her, or did he just ask her for coffee? Uh, I mean, it's debatable, but he didn't. Uh, he never was like, "Oh no, I didn't mean like that" or anything. I mean. It's never exactly, like, overt flirting. It's just weird. No, but he, he didn't, like, try to disabuse her of that notion either. True, true. Um, so, yeah, everybody takes off except for Emily and Arya. And Emily's just like, you really had no idea? And Arya's like, none. And Emily is now filled with disgust with Arya. And she's like, well, at least you're safer than you thought. And, she's and like, I, sneer. I want Arya to be like, hey, Emily, fuck you. Arya's just like, whatever. You're probably dating a redcoat. Glass houses, bitch. <laughs> then we get to another wide shot of the dance floor we see the red cloak who's probably mona it's kind of edging around the side of the frame who's and not it, the red cloak in the black hoodie yeah yeah definitely not the same one so then we go back to the hallways that, that look like rock caves uh emily and aria catch up with everybody else and they're just emily says where's allison is she with clark spencer's like we don't know and the camera kind of pulls up, and we see that they're right at the entrance to, like, another entrance to that creepy fake dead tree maze that this uh, place has in it. It has, like, gazebo fences with it, you know. Mm -hmm. So, uh, after the commercial, Allison's wandering in the maze. There's, like, a woods motif, because, of course, they put Allison in the yellow top in the woods again. She rounds a corner, finally, and finds the red cloak there before. Oh, she... before, I mean, she doesn't just round a corner. There's a lot of shots of her yeah, rounding various in... corners, winding through trying to look through the walls of the maze. Uh, it's, it's all very creepy because there's like flashing lights. Um, I mean, it's, it's well done. It's, it's the, the way they shoot it and everything with like kind of the like close like tracking angles and whatnot. It's really neat. At one point, she rounds a corner and then behind her, we see uh, what's probably Mona in the red cloak like walk by mm -hmm. like right after she rounds it. Uh, eventually, she gets to like a grotto area where there's a, a big fake tree with a bunch of mirrors surrounding it. Just like random, like framed mirrors and a red cloak that, I mean, it, I don't know how Allie's fooled here because it definitely looks like a red cloak just like hanging on a tree. Like lifeless, yeah. Yeah. And Allie walks up to it and she's like, Charles, stay there. Don't move. Uh, and then she, as she gets close, she kind of sees that the cloak is empty and then accidentally knocks a mirror on the ground. And she like freaks out. She's got her phone in her hand. She's looking around. Very creepy and evocative, like all these shots of the mirrors. Like you keep expecting A to like appear in one of the mirrors, like at any moment, you know, because we keep panning across all these mirrors and you're like, like, all right, where's A? You know, like surely A is going to show up in a mirror here sooner or later. Well, and plus the continuing like mirror 
and whatever mm-hmm. it means specifically for Allison. Mm-hmm. And so she finally gets a text that says, now it's just the two of us. And we and it's like nice push in on her as she reads the text. And then suddenly out of nowhere, right behind her, a uh, black gloved hand grabs her mouth and muffles her. And we get a cool shot, like looking at the ground, that broken mirror, or like just seeing the shards of it, like her reflection. And she's getting dragged away by black hoodie there. I mean, this is the one, to me, it's kind of a version of that shot from Strangers on a Train. Mm, okay. Which is the yeah, shot we actually that. saw in the movie when it played, when Arya <laughs> whispered whatever into Mona's ear, whispered <laughs> whatever venom into her ear. Yeah. So, meanwhile, Emily and Spencer and Toby, they exit the maze back into the main, like, dance floor area. Oh, and I think Ezra, is Ezra there, too? No, that's not Ezra. No. Um, Emily's like, shouldn't we call the police? And Toby's just like, Clark and I already called for backup. Okay, where, big man. Where are the others? And Spencer says, Han and Caleb are checking the coat rooms. Arya's checking the bathrooms and the bedrooms. <laughs> and Toby's like, someone should check the kitchens. And then Lorenzo walks up. You know, I accidentally wrote in my notes. Maybe I was browsing other stuff on the internet. Miles Teller walks in. Wow. <laughs> I don't know who's more insulted. Uh, yeah, Lorenzo's just like, like, just underplaying, like, where's Allison? She's not here? And everyone's like, uh. <laughs> yeah, she was here, but Spencer's like, we can't find her. And he's like, but we will. And he says, someone should check with the parking guys. And Toby's like, I'll, I'll go check with the, the exits. And Lorenzo's like, I'll come with you. And Spencer says, Lorenzo. And he kind of stops, looks over at Spencer. And Spencer's like, thank you for coming. And he gives her a bro nod and takes off. Like, honestly, Spencer, not a high priority right now. Well, but does Lorenzo get the severity of the situation at all? I don't think so, no. So Spencer and Emily go back into the maze. Uh, one last time to the De Laurentiis basement here. The other moms, they're like holding Ashley up and like shoving her into like a fucking chimney or something. Well, like, where is the uh, the thing where like Redcoat like snuck into the De Laurentiis basement before? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, really. Season four. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, I don't know what they're pulling Ashley out of. But, it's like uh, a chimney, because she's covered in soot. And she, Ella's just like, did you see any access to the backyard? Yeah, she looks like, like Dick Van Dyke in Mary Poppins. <laughs> yeah, did you see any access? Meanwhile, like, behind them is the fucking window. <laughs> Never mind that. Ashley says, no, I couldn't see access to my right hand. It's pitch black and very tight. I think there's something rotting in there. Please don't ask me to do that again. Hmm, <laughs> what could be rotting in there? Like a body, maybe? A Ken? Yeah. I, I hope it's not me. Fan <laughs> yeah. says, how are we going to get out of here? And like thunder and lightning. And Ashley just says, how do they get through it? Our girls. They went through this and much worse. I mean, seriously, this isn't even like a major mission for the liars here. And Veronica takes a deep sigh. And Pam says, we had one job tonight. One fucking job. To keep them safe. And they all feel like shit. It'd be hilarious if it wasn't so sad, but it's still hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, so meanwhile, in the Dark Forest at prom, Spencer and Emily come upon that broken mirror on the phone. Spencer picks it up, and she's just like... Yeah, she finds Allie's phone. Emily, this is Allie's phone. And Emily's like, do you think this is? And Spencer's like, yeah, who else? Justin, Ari, and Hannah, uh, she's like, join them, uh, you know, li- like, theory. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice shot of all, f- all four liars, like, looking at the phone in the mirror. And yeah, it's a like, very cool visual style. There's, like, strobe lights and everything looking through the mirror. Mm-hmm. Very evocative. 
Ari's like, what's going on? And Hannah's like, is that Allie's phone? So backstage somewhere, Allison and Black Pity come around a corner. Uh, Allison is screaming out almost like bloody murder. Like, where are you taking me? Like, where run- are you going? Running away. Like, she's gotten free momentarily. She, she stops. She turns back, like, calmer now. Looks at Black Hoodie, who's just standing there. She turns to face A, and she's like, please, Charles, talk to me. And we kind of look down at A's hand as it raises up, and we watch Allison's face. A pulls away the balaclava. This is like the, the Mission Impossible, like, pulling off the fake face like, mm. kind of gesture. Just then the, the song lyric is like, I'd give myself away or whatever. Allison reacts strongly, and a lot of people have debated what her reaction exactly is, and she's like, oh my god! I mean, it, it seems like she at least recognizes this person. That's That I was guess. how I took it, yeah. I took it that not only does she recognize this person, but she recognizes this person, adjusts your theories accordingly. Like yeah, whoever somebody, it is, it's not someone she's like never seen before, I guess. Right. It's not Nigel Wright. It's probably not Ren. Well, I mean, it, it she could recognize Ren. Like, if, if she'd been, like, spying on the liars and keeping tabs as long as she had, she's probably seen what Ren looks like. So it wouldn't be that far-fetched. But who knows? Like, I, I wouldn't think it'd be out of the question for her to know what Ren looks like. It's probably not Riley Pubestash. Oh, God. That that would be, a, like, a true horror. <laughs> oh, my God. I saw a thing on Reddit where they're saying, like, instead of saying, oh, my God, Allie should have just been like, oh, come on. <laughs> just just a dub in Job. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was the episode. Cut to black. We're going to have to wait. You know, as, just as predicted, we get the uh, the oh, my God, it's you type of ending. And we're going to have to wait until the next episode to find out who it is. As you expected. But I believe they said you will find out early in the episode. Yeah, well, I mean, I I would expect that they have so much explaining to do, you know. Hashtag summer of answers. They're they're gonna need to uh, to establish right away who A is, just so they can explain the whole backstory. Because yeah, I don't think it's gonna be super simple. I think there's gonna be a lot of flashbacks. Um, well, especially if the why is possibly more important than the who. Mm-hmm. So, uh, last chance for theories. Got any? Uh, I I couldn't even tell. You. I feel like. Uh... Uh, PLO Sherlock worded it really interestingly that the way that I feel like I work with this show is it's easier for me to discount people. That That is the problem I've had coming up with theories is that I can think of a way to, you know, discredit any theory I can think of. Like, I'll think of something and I'll be like, no, that doesn't work. Uh, it's hard to think of something that's totally consistent and that doesn't have something that, like, works against it plot wise. Yeah. Um, although I do feel like I feel like there's something I'm missing that's really obvious. Like the whole thing with like Mona not being dead. It was like I, I never considered that Mona had been kidnapped and wasn't hiding. And and like that was like the, the detail that made it all make sense, you know? Mm-hmm. Um so I'm just gonna throw this out there. Okay. Charles De Laurentis mm-hmm. is Bethany Young. I don't know how exactly that works, but uh, even though I, they identified the body. Well, so there's we're, we're waiting for the Sybil reference, right? Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to predict that there's some somebody has multiple personalities. That's my prediction. And that it could either be something where like Charles is somebody else or maybe Bethany. Uh, like maybe Bethany has a kind of like a weird like 
like sin eater type persona where like like Charles died but she knew him at Radley and she like adopted his personality or Which something I think like that. That same kind of thing would work for your CC theory. CC seems yeah. too obvious. So. Well, that's the thing. Like some of these theories seem so obvious, but like one of them's going to be true. So maybe, maybe it's obvious for a reason. Well, and maybe, maybe just possibly as a storyteller, you want to go with the obvious one because that's the one that's going to be truest. But I, 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 as a more general prediction, I'm going to predict that somebody has multiple personalities, either Charles or Bethany or something, something like that to explain why like like when they, it's like oh charles and bethany escaped the same night maybe it was just bethany and charles was her like other persona or something yeah, I like, like, I that. like that, I like that. You, you know like like she knew charles at radley charles actually did die when they said he died uh but she like kind of adopted his persona as like one of her identities or something like that well, which is why we, they would be talking about both of them at the same time we've been on the fringes of some kind of theory like that for a while with the whole idea that dr sullivan like uh might or someone like might have adopted charles in a way as like their like supervillain son surrogate well and I, I just keep wondering the whole body thing like where the body was not in possession of the of you know the police are in the grave for several weeks and then it was returned and then they discovered it was bethany and it's like would there be a way to fake that somehow or like well was, was there some sort of switcheroo happening I didn't we get a sense too with the who is this monster episode that like really all you have to do is switch like dental records. Yeah, yeah. Do they just switch records or switch bodies or yeah? Who knows what what happened in the interim to achieve that? I mean, I I feel like there is a reason that we haven't seen Bethany's face yet, and maybe it's because Bethany doesn't truly exist. She's just a, a personality of someone else. Or maybe she... we we've heard Bethany, we've heard her, but. I could totally see, like, we suddenly cut to that recording and it's some other character in, like, the Bethany persona. Okay. Or vice versa. It could be a girl named Bethany who sometimes goes into, like, a Charles persona. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Um, but, I, I mean, I, presumably, I whoever A is is somebody we've seen before. I am more on the side of it's somebody else who's adopted the Charles persona to all to all extents they are charles because that's who they think they are on um, to me that makes more sense because otherwise the only character who fits the criteria of charles at all is ren but and not very well no. like there's literally nobody else who's like a major character who doesn't have an established backstory that conflicts with charles right and even with that it's still kind of a stretch for ren to have like become a secret doctor after like a year um so yeah, who knows? But we're gonna find out. I think it's I think it's gonna be a surprise personally. I mean maybe maybe it'll just be CC. I mean CC as red coat seems very strong. Mm -hmm. But um maybe it'll be something that people were just not expecting. Um I I I feel like it's it's not act Charles isn't actually Charles. I think that is more likely than not at this point. Because the way, you know, they, I and Martin King, like, words things on Twitter, it's, like, from a certain point of view type of uh, vibe is what I get from it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I... I like, this I, person may think that they're Charles or have adopted right. the identity of Charles, but is not, they are not technically Charles, Charles de Laurentiis. Right. That's, yeah, they're not birthed necessarily of Jessica's womb. 
Mm-hmm. But they, but they are, for all extent and purposes, they do believe that they are Charles. I mean, I always like to go back to the, uh, the, what's his name? Brian De Palma dressed to kill thing. Uh, Cause I still got that vibe every time Allison like looks in a mirror. Um, but I don't know that Allison is the civil person. I don't know. Maybe, maybe Sally Field herself will show up and be Charles. Mm-hmm. So that was the episode. Next week's episode written and directed by Aaron Marlin King. Game over, Charles. Uh, we had a few reviews uh, from the USA. We had Vander Jesus, Jujub412, Night Stalker51, MLE Princess, Private Eyes SW, uh, Ellie Fish gave us a very nice long review. Really appreciate that. Uh, New Zealand, we had Nicole Hart. In Canada, we had Carrie Kwong, who mentioned that she walked past Amanda Scholl in Toronto recently. Hmm. Uh, that sounds pretty scary. I mean, you should be careful. She's a. That's my other prediction, of course, is that Meredith obviously is the crazy one with the dissociative disorder. She's a... What is, what is her show? Is it 12 Monkeys that she's on? Sure. Okay. Uh, Eva James, also from Canada. Ireland, we have Lolo Ball 45. And from the UK, we had It's Complicated, <laughs> the best music you will ever hear in MCG82. Uh, thank you for all those reviews in iTunes. If you want to let us know that you like the podcast, definitely feel free to rate or review us in iTunes. We have so many ratings and reviews now. It's kind of incredible. 176 ratings, 126 reviews. Definitely crushing it there. I'm pretty sure that's the most of any of the PLL podcasts in iTunes. So thank you very much for that. We really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can go to our website page, Bros Watch PLL2. We had a lot of comments on this last uh, episode. I think it's like over 80. Pretty awesome. And uh, if you want to talk to us on Twitter, we're at broswatchpll2.com. Marker, do you have anything else? Nope, just... Uh... Oh, I should mention, if, if you go to our website page and go to the blog section, I did a little YouTube video, kind of a, you know, get hype trailer for the finale. I think, I think it still works even after this episode. Yeah, uh, I'm just so excited for uh, this next episode. They've kept it a secret this long. Yeah, well, I mean, and, we're almost there. It's pretty amazing. I'm just so proud of this show for keeping this kind of serialized mystery going for this long. Mm-hmm. We're gonna find out. It's, I mean, this is crazy. I, this next episode is obviously all gonna be plot. This was like the last, even kind of normal PLL episode we're gonna get for quite a while. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're going to get the time jump. This is it for high school. It would have been nice to see Noel Khan and Jenna and Lucas and whatnot, but, you know, um, we got the, we got the PLL moms. I can't complain that much because that no, was awesome. It, this was, episode was amazing. I, I am not even joking how much I want the PLL moms show. <laughs> I, I feel like we could pitch that show very easily. I don't uh, think we would need to pitch a show. I think it pitches itself. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's the PLL moms. Like their kids are off at college. But personally, they've got I, wine. They're single. Exactly. I feel like you started like a year after the the end of like six ten. You know, or the Wayne the, died in the war, and uh, it's party time. I almost wanted to start with them bearing a body together. Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> Reese. <laughs> there you go. Um, I would like I would empty the trash in that writer's room just to be a part of that show. Like <laughs> seriously. Um. But yeah, that that's like one of that's like my new favorite PLO spinoff. Well, I think we we just got the backdoor pilot and it works. 
Yeah, I mean, I want this at least couple, to be... A couple drinks in these ladies, and you see where the liars came from. But don't you want this at least to become like a, like a thing? Like, we can't have Halloween episodes each season now. Can we at least get one PLO Moms? It would be fun to see more episodes where they're going to be like, all right, these characters have their complete own plotline now. And it's not... It's not like we just like pair one of the liars off with like another character. We just, you know, we take two characters, send them on their own, and they have their own storyline. Yeah, give them it's fun. Yeah, their, their B or C storyline, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, well, uh, that's it. 610 is coming. The big reveal. My body's um, ready. Are, are we, I don't even, like, people are asking, like, what, what we're going to do for the episode. Like, we're gonna I, watch it. I guess we're just going to watch it. I mean, I don't know. No plans. Maybe we should. Um, I don't know, order pizza or something. Yeah, we'll order pizza, maybe even crack some brewskis. Yeah, there you go. Um, oh, you know, a couple things to follow up on. Um, people ask us about doing a live show. That sounds neat. We have absolutely no idea how that works or what, we what it would entail. We didn't mean, like, we're going to record ourselves on Periscope, because that's not interesting. What we meant was, like... Uh, and some people got it. Like, well, that well, no, not what we meant. What people are asking us about is: Are we have we ever considered doing a live show like a lot of these podcasts do in LA? Mm-hmm. Um, and it, yeah, it, it sounds neat. I don't know how to do it. So, if somebody it, wants to kind of guide us or take the lead on that, we're all for it. We would love to yeah. do it. Um, well, we'll look into it. By which I mean, Mark will look into it. Um, but obviously, that won't be happening anytime soon. Um, because the season's about to end, but yeah. who knows? <laughs> uh, a couple other people asked about our recording setup. Um, we record in different rooms over Skype because that's how we started doing it when we lived in different places, mm. and that's how we continue to do it. Lorenzo, do we want to talk about Lorenzo? Well, Travis how much Winfrey? do you want to talk about like looking at each other while we podcast? Well, we try to avoid it. It's obviously. weird. Yeah, we well, don't. We... we don't do video Skype, just audio. When we do interviews, we do video only because, um, well, we do video so that whoever we're talking to can see us mm-hmm. only because some of these people we're meeting for the very first time. And if you're being dry and making a joke, maybe that's not always perceptible. I feel like it's a little more comforting to see somebody. We sure. don't necessarily make them have to look at us. We definitely don't want to see each other when we Vice record that. Yeah. God, no. Mm-hmm. It's disgusting. So, Lorenzo. I don't know what needs to be said. I mean, the so Travis Winfrey, you know, you, you probably know the story, whatever. You can Google it. But he, he posted something on Instagram. It was a picture of himself with the caption, you made me soup. And and then his, like, Instagram comment was, uh, was like, come rub my back and I'll give it up. Or I believe that's what it was. Um, then there was another one. For whatever. I mean, yeah, he has other, like, douchey Instagram posts as well. Um, PLL fans particularly of the uh, Emerson shipper persuasion were not happy with that. And they thought it was somehow like targeted at Sasha Patersa. Well, and I think uh, potentially real life people involved in her life might've responded to him in a negative way. After media. they got bombarded by Emerson yeah. shippers on social media and, and, and basically, you know, prompted to, um, I don't know the, the guy, you know, I don't know him. Want to give him the benefit of the doubt. Seems like kind of a douche. I read that tweet when somebody sent it to us. It seemed tacky, and I sent the uh, the raccoon gif. Mm. I don't think he deserves to be like hounded and bullied and like have a, a change.org petition for him to be fired from the show for it. Um, like settle down, Emerson shippers. I don't know. Like this is like the bad side of social media. Like just unfollow him. Like 
yeah, he seems like a tool, but I don't I know. I can see There's... where that type of sense of humor could definitely irk people. Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it was it's like, ew, gross. Like, that was my reaction. But, like, I don't think he needs, like, the pitchforks coming after him either. Like, that just seems like a, a little bit of an overreaction. But it's it's definitely okay to not be okay with uh, those posts. I mean, whatever. Yeah. Oh, Lorenzo. I, the problem is now it's like, how do you how do you watch this guy's character on the show without thinking about that? You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But I don't know. Happy vibes, I think, is, is what Sasha tweeted eventually. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, it's, you know, I guess my feeling is that, like Sasha Petersa is like she's been on the show for six seasons. She's a lead actress on a popular TV show. She can handle herself. Like if there's a problem. She doesn't need like the Twitter army coming to her aid. Like she can, she can handle her shit, and so can Marlene. If there's any just, sort of problem on the set. Just a reminder: she had a lot of people fooled about her age for a very long time. The girl yeah, knows she, what she's doing. She's Allison fucking Dillerentis. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, that was Last Dance. We'll be back next time to talk about Game Over, Charles. See you then. Bye bye.